What is up, everybody? This is Marshall from Limited Resources, and you are listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Brought to you Australia-wide by Good Games. With less colour than a Charlie Chaplin movie about cursing nuns, Oath of the Gatewatch is upon us. Four spoilers, a myriad of suspect detail, and Mark Rosewater as a hood ornament. Sounds a lot like Aaron Graham's first car, and all we need are the fluffy dice. And black is back in black, and we can never go back. Shadow over Innistrad. Dark clouds over dark lands with dark creatures thinking dark thoughts. Is it hard to see a problem with us, or is it hard to see anything? Peer through the gloom, this is Seven Land Hand. With me today for Seven Land and Extra, our monthly Magic the Gathering flavoured show, I have Eating the Oats of the Gatewatch, muesli lover, Aaron Graham. That sounds a little sus... Yeah, okay, I'm alright. You love muesli. Uh, The Hall and Oats of the Gatewatch, uh, Rob Grimsey. How are we doing, everybody? And Sowing the Wild Oats of the Gatewatch, Lyle Lyle Anwar. As usual. Hello. (laughs) He's wild. Okay. Gentlemen, what's been happening? Oh man, respective worlds of geek been, been in. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. We've been busy. We've been interviewing folk. Oh yeah, from around yeah. lots on the horizon National as well. Oh, that as well. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, Australia. Before is what we say. it was restricted to people only within the world, the one k radius of the store. <laughs> was it? Yeah, I, I, that's and, what I heard. And yeah. a truckload of people in Ukraine who I always thought were um, like bots. But then an IT guy told me later on that's just people like VPNing or something like that. Or like, is that the word? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh. everyone just goes, yeah, I'm from cool. Ukraine. I don't want you to know yeah. where I'm from. The only VPN I have is um, for American ones. For so like, It's not available in your, in your country. And I just changed my VPN to US. So there's a, lot watch of, it. there's a lot of stuff coming out of the Ukraine that people are after. Hello, Ukraine, by the way. <laughs> Hello to all of our listeners in Ukraine. <laughs> we love you all. All yeah. of our listeners. And welcome. In the Ukraine. All right. Oh, well, look, let, I'll kick it off. I mean, on the board games one, we've been talking a lot about Jessica Jones because it's magic. Yeah. And uh, I've, got a, I've got a statement here from Maureen Ryan of Variety. Uh, Just for those of you who aren't on board yet, she says, Two mainstays of film noir are the tough-talking dame and the cynical private eye. And one of the pleasures of Marvel's Jessica Jones is that it unites both types in one thorny and fascinating character. The show, which features an exceptional performance from Kristen Ritter and sure-handed guidance from executive producer Melissa Rosenberg, is not just a contender for the best Marvel-related TV property in a supremely crowded TV scene. It's also one of the year's best distinctive new dramas. What do you reckon? Marvel stepping up to like the mainstream? The, like the adjectives there, thorny. That's what I thorny. think thorny. with Kristen Ritter thorny. as well. I'm like, yeah. damn, she is thorny. She, she thorny. Yeah. She has, a, has her anguish, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Um, uh, did you see her in Breaking Bad as well, Kristen yes, Ritter? Yes, for yeah. three episodes. And when she got when they killed her, well, when they let her die, I yeah. was very upset at <laughs> very, the time. Yeah, Because yeah. she, she was a great character in the show and a good fall for Jesse and stuff. But similar kind of character, yeah, which is yeah. interesting. But that must have been kind of like her showreel for them to get her involved in this because well, she's, she's so good in so it. So dark features, you know, they're saving on mascara there. And I'm sure, you know, when yeah, it comes to making natural, shows, they're yeah. just going, we, we need to own as much makeup with this girl. She brings her own mascara. Look at those eyes. Yeah, and um, what's his name? Luke Cage is... Yeah, yeah, awesome as well. How cool but, is that, and I yeah. only realized the other day yeah. they are setting him up to have his own. Uh, He's getting his own show. Well. Yeah, so Netflix is Marvel's Netflix is Marvel's Luke Cage. Are they overdoing Netflix. it? Are we getting too much? They're going to do the whole Defenders thing. Yeah. So there's going to be two more TV shows set in the same Hell's Kitchen thing, and then tie them all up. If yeah. it's as good like as this one, I don't think it's overdone. Yeah, so we'll I don't see. mind. It depends yeah. on the quality. Like if they're all as good as Jessica Jones, then I could go for a lot of quantity, but. Yeah. If they start being terrible, we'll see. If it's, so, if it's all Arrow and The Flash, which ooh. is just kind of like 
just making a superhero thing for the sake of it for cable TV. Yeah, um, then I will not have any of it. I, I don't watch either of those shows. But um, like these shows I've never seen, they're terrible. (laughs) No evidence, they're awful. I know from all the reviews and stuff that I've read, which prevented me from watching. But it's not bad. I mean, rewind. I don't know, five or six years, and I don't want to quote me on that. But let's say five or six years. Mm What's on telly? You know, what are we choosing from? Do we have anything like this? You know, or, you know, what are our choices? Oh, uh, you probably get one. Arrested Development? The Sopranos? <laughs> yeah, see, it's not superhero worldy stuff and it's coming out on TV. No. You know, I don't know. It's... But this, this isn't using the superhero thing as a cell. It's using it as a part of it. Like, it's, it's a character yeah. development. It's the story. It's the interesting... That's the cool plot. thing about Jessica yeah. Jones, isn't it? It's the superhero thing isn't the main thing. It's exactly. like, oh, exactly, you, yeah. you're one of them, you know? And it's like, yeah, all this stuff's going on in the city, yeah. but this is what I'm dealing you with You don't even find out that, she's super, uh, that she has powers Power. or anything until like three quarters of the way through the first episode. And it doesn't mm. matter. She, like, you know, the character's still interesting. So we're not going to do spoilers, but have you seen, anyone seen the whole lot? Yeah, yeah. me and Robert yeah, seen yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Lyle? No idea. Yeah, no idea. All right, that's <laughs> why he's been so quiet I'll over there. stay out of this one, He's been the kid in the back of class going, oh, I didn't do my homework. I just... Pipe down. <laughs> Smile yeah. and nod. You got this. I felt it ended a little bit loose and soggy. Um, but, but I've read elsewhere people said it ended strong. Where, yeah, where um, are you guys coming down? I, once I've read a few reviews, because I watched the last four episodes straight. Yeah. And so it just seemed like a lot being thrown at me. Okay. But once I had time to process it, I, I appreciated it a lot more. And I was talking about it with my girlfriend who loved it from start to finish. And yeah. um, really just consumes a lot of um, television and this even strong female characters right yeah really great wow we've only just thought of that we just invented that in 2015 (laughs) strong female strong male character wait a minute look over there there's all these women everywhere let's maybe push one of them up the front but it was um, but but it's not kind of just doing it gratuitously no it's um, not and uh, that what's that really arbitrary feminism test whether two female characters in a show do you know what it's called never, Bechdel, never, Bechdel, never ask the questions Bechdel the Bechdel test I think right. but it's like it's two women have to have a conversation and about, it has to not be about men <laughs> yeah and okay. that happens all the time in Jessica Jones really naturally yeah, yeah. And, uh, but like every single other Marvel movie d- does not pass that test oh really which is mad I'm just trying but, to like, it's also not a very good test yeah no, it's, 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 it is really because there's like but... there's all these like you know bikini car wash fives or whatever out yeah. there where they're talking about their small business while in bikinis you know it's yeah. just I'm just thinking who came up with that man. they're entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. Shot. Yeah. just because they're wearing bikinis <laughs> which psychologist came up with this I though I believe it's the, it was it's the... Alan Bechtel yeah I don't think it was a psychologist <laughs> who was it was like a it was a, it was a me- media critic yeah, it was a media guy oh yeah. was it oh there you a go a media lady Huffy oh was it a, a la- media person media personnel she, yes. she was a lady or a him well, not, not in the traditional sense maybe. oh man this is going wrong <laughs> all right <laughs> Force Awakens, how far are we off now? As of t- recording day, uh, so it'll be a week tonight. Yeah, six and a half days. We're recording on Thursday the... Thursday the 10th. The 10th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a week from now we get The Force Awakens and um, Gary Maddox over at the Sydney Morning Herald, although I did see exactly the same article on another newspaper, so I don't uh, know where... This, this guy's probably freelance. But people like, stealing <laughs> stuff from each other in the news? Oh, they still, they still cited Gary. <laughs> Gary still got the credit. Which made yeah. me think, I better say his name just in case we get sued for reading us some of his stuff. Sure. Um, <laughs> sued. <laughs> take everything we've got. We've got a half-eaten Subway sandwich and a packet of chips. It's all yours, Gary. Yeah, you may have. He, he may be him, or he's just uh, plagiarising someone else. Had a chat with Harrison Ford. This is in Australia, you see. 
Is he? Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. Recently. Man, that guy got broken this year. Have you heard about all that? What? Oh, this year or last broken? year? Broken? Yeah, he crashed broken? a plane. There's some door slammed on his leg. Oh, he broke his leg during the force. Yeah, Wagons he dislocated his ankle. He crushed his hip and he broke his back. Well, have you seen any, <laughs> have you seen any interviews with Harrison Ford? Yeah, he's, he's not the happiest he's so, guy. He's over it. Yeah. He's, he's over he's everything. He's so grumpy. He's like, what do you, how do you feel about being in Star Wars? I feel like I'm getting paid. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, don't don't ruin the quotes, man. Who we got? This is this is oh, Harrison you got Ford. It. You'll, enjoy, you'll, enjoy his, you'll enjoy you'll enjoy his last uh, quote. All right. So Ford said, when Lucas originally sounded him out about a new Star Wars movie, his first response was, "Lyle, any guesses? No. To ask if there was a script at that uh. stage. <laughs> at that stage, there was not." Course. Not surprising that George Lucas hasn't done his homework. George really just said, I'll, I'm putting together another film. And this was before the Disney shift. Would you, in theory, be interested? And Harrison enthusiastically said, yeah, why not? That's <laughs> the guy. This is how Hollywood big powers put it together, right? Um, I thought this was fascinating. Uh, yeah, I'm making a movie. Do you want to be in it? Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Yeah, if there's nothing better on that weekend, I mean, sure. Yeah. I'll give but then, how long is it going to take? Yeah. Oh, a change in yeah. mood. Harrison Ooh. got enthusiastic. Then there was a script, and this was good. Then there was a director, JJ, and that was good. He, he, he never raises the bar above good. <laughs> who's then got, the script who's got, got better. In this scenario? What's that? And then there was a script. And then there and was a script. And it was good. And it and got to be a worthy director. investment. It was well thought through, and there were off-screen developments in the history of the characters that proved to be very interesting context for them to come back in and problems for them to solve that are interesting and emotional. Mm. That's what we want from Star Wars. Yeah. So it was a pleasure to I work on the film. Ford. And then um, the quote that really got me. And what did he think of the second trilogy of Star Wars movies? He responded, I don't really want to go there. That's fair enough. That's a smackdown That's for George. Enough. Goodness, yeah. George Maybe he means they're so good that he doesn't want to like, want talk to about it and accept his own. He doesn't yeah. want to hype him up. Exactly, much, yeah. exactly. It's ambiguous, right? Yeah. It could be, yeah. could be <laughs> it's could really open-ended. I like the way he left it like that. Yeah. Or he's just um, upset George and he'll be uh, written in as a, as a burning husk. Well, someone... I don't think George has any money left. Really? Yeah. Well, Wait well, till after this Disney movie. gave him. No, no, he's dead. Who's, who's Disney? George Lucas. George Lucas is dead. Yeah, they, Disney oh, murdered him. You heard it first. Yeah. I think it was murdered like several that. years just before the episode one okay, came yeah, out. Yeah, like, quick, prop, prop him up. <laughs> prop him up, nudge him a few times. <laughs> Make him point at something. I don't like sand. He just, part, he just pointed at a picture of Jar Jar Binks. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Go, no, he did it. Let's go oh, with it. It's weekend at Bernie's too. Here we go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how derailed we want to get. But I will say that when he did the remasters of the original trilogy, yep. which is completely needless, but that's yeah, beside exactly the point, right. I had the box set on Laserdisc. <laughs> what, the big ones? Yeah, man, yeah, Laserdisc. Wow. That's great. It was awesome. came with a book that was as big as the Laserdiscs. Oh, so like Wait, vinyl. Yeah. Like vinyl, <laughs> Star Wars and vinyl. That's great. The hipster, hipster <laughs> TV, yeah, I like it. Yeah. So I still good. have them somewhere. Yeah. I was just watching through the, uh, the Star Wars and the Empire <laughs> Strikes Back with mm. the kids. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I have that same edition, the remastered stuff, but on, on DVD. Oh. No, on DVD, unfortunately. Not cool. I'm, no, I'm not, <laughs> it still no, uses cool. a laser. It's still a disc. But, you know, child of the 70s, I just sat there the whole time talking to my kids going, you see that there? That wasn't in the original. Yeah. This, this oh. so sucks, man. That's, that's stupid. My you favorite bit is them putting Hayden Christensen in as the, uh, as the ghostly... Advocate, I was like, oh, I haven't got to Return of the Jedi yet. Why? Why does he get to be young? Yeah, I don't know. He's like 60 or when he's... When he's pure. Is it? Sh- Why did right. Obi-Wan go back to being a kid? Because he was Why always pure. Why would anyone want to be Hayden Christensen, let's be honest? Oh, okay. 
I don't like him very People much. are dying to do it. <laughs> I gathered that. From <laughs> All right. like, I fucking hate you, Hayden. If you're listening. What, what do you got sitting in front of you over there, Aaron? Um, I have, a, I have a, a new little board game that we've got on the shelf called Billionaire Banshee. Me and Lyle were looking at this the other yes. day. Um, it's kind of like a party game. Uh, we looked at the back and this took us a little while to... To fathom. Yeah, to no, pass what's really just going on. You haven't opened it or played it. This haven't is not a game. It. This is not Seven Line Hand Games Review. No, 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 it's not. This is really this just... This is just... This is first, first impression. It's a game preview. Aaron yeah. reads a box. That's Aaron we... reads the back of the box for you. A new segment. Here we go. All right. Billionaire Banshee. Synopsis. Whoever's turn it is grabs a perk and a quirk card. The two cards represent a potential lover for them. Everyone else votes if that person would date or deny the strange combination before them and why. Yeah. The, the combination given to you on the box is the perk of this lover is that if they finger your belly button, your headache goes away. Yeah. Right. It's got some stipulations <laughs> at the it's bottom. It's got some stipulations. Well. <laughs> it's less than a minute of fingering yep. to cure any degree they of headache. They use the word fingering? Yeah. yeah. What is this game it's rated? It's just fingering a belly button. It says um, warning contains adult situations. Okay. Um, regardless of the cause of headache, and they don't have large fingers. Yeah. So it's not so, uncomfortable. So it's good. over pretty quickly. But. So that's all good. That's all positives. But right. the quirk card is they have they wear bread bowls as shoes all the time. Well, they, let's they get like to the, the feeling on their toes. Yep, that's the reason. They, I'm not so they sure. They refuse order. to wear any kind of shoes. Uh, they but they do have a new bowl every day. But sometimes right. the bowl has soup in yeah, it. Yeah, so it's a fresh bread. <laughs> oh, shoes. Sometimes it has soup. Sometimes, only, sometimes. So only on special like occasions. It's like oh, it's French Onion Day. Go Which on. that might that might not even really be a bad thing. Yeah, so you wake up to freshly made bread every morning. That sounds no, pretty it's nice. On their feet? Yeah, okay, it's so not, wait, yeah. a bread bowl for context is actually just a, a bread. bowl. Of, it's just bread. bread. Yeah, it's, it's, just bread. it's like a cob loaf. It's a loaf of bread yeah, a with a foot loaf, in it. Okay. And you pull it all out as if you're going to put a spinach dip or something in there, but instead you use it as shoes. I don't think oh. it perks enough. I, I, I'm not like bothered. No, because I don't get headaches. I don't get headaches, and yeah. when I do, I can deal with them. So let's play this round. Do you guys think that I would accept well, we or reject know. that lover? Reject that lover, yeah. Yeah. I would almost say you'd go for it. Yeah. I mean, you'd See, be like, with it's so yeah. hipster and unique to wear bread shoes that like you could really get in the in crowd. Like yeah. I think you, I think this yeah. is more perk and perk for you. Perk, perk, exactly. Perk, yeah. yeah. So that's that's what you got to assess whether the whether the quirks are perks and then sometimes the the perks might be quirks. You mean quirks mm, might be quirky perks? perks. I like it. If you yeah, want to be perky. my lover, you, you got to be wearing them bowls. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, Picking at my button and emptying my holes. I like the number of players is... The number of Some players on here is one to ten. So how do you... So one you player? You like put him out and you go, well, would I date this person? Sure. Yep. Yes. Cool. Good round. <laughs> yeah. um, oh. The only reason I haven't bought it is because I think once you've read the the cards once, the replay value of it's not very high. Yeah. It's oh, mixing... The perk and the quirks on the same card. No, they're two no, different no, they're decks. No, they're two different cards. No, but even mixing and matching them, it's like some of the other examples it gives you is a dominatrix cyclops. Yeah, which we, um, couldn't, right. we couldn't figure out which was so the perk So it's just like, if they finger the your belly button, your headache goes away, oh, and they're a cyclops. Like, oh, you've no. seen both of those things before. Yeah. I'm not that thrilled with the belly button thing. I don't think I'll put me over for any But that's scenario. how they chose to sell the game to you on the back of the box. Yeah, exactly, though. right. Um, Endless expansion. So, Billionaire Banshee, buy your copy today. Buy your copy today. Well, you know what that's about. It's just an opinion. I might buy it for my secret Santa. It's not like we haven't been wrong before. <laughs> All right, we've got uh, we're, we're going along in the on the uh, gentleman in geek uh, month thing mm-hmm. segment, but we've got a bit of a problem between uh, what were you t- what were you playing? You've been playing oh, Witcher yeah, three. So I've been playing Witcher three. I'm a little bit late to the party because everyone's on just cause, just cause, just cause, just, just cause, cause. Just, yeah. cause. Just, just cause, just because, just cause three. 
and Fallout 4 uh, and I'm uh, Witcher 3 which is about a month late but it was cheap on Steam so yeah, uh, I, I bought right. it and it's really fun it's really great Game of the Year Justin was telling me the other the year, day yeah, yeah, yeah. it's won everything yeah um, as opposed to Star Wars Battlefront which I just got my refund for which was um, hot <laughs> garbage uh, yeah mm. and that's exactly what bringing back Justin that's what he did as well he played it for a little bit said it blew and just took it back yep mm-hmm. mm, I'm yeah. glad yeah, I, I can't take mine yeah. back because I've got a 10 year old son who just loves anything with Star Wars. I could oh. paint Star Wars on the wall, he would stare at it for like, you know, all day. <laughs> and it'd be cheaper than uh, Battlefront. Yeah. Uh, but or a yeah, babysitter. I almost posted to our Facebook page a picture of me holding Witcher 3, Fallout 4, and one of the, the like the new Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. I want to play which, that as well. Saying, though. which one should I play next? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Witcher 3 already bought at home, which yeah. I got derailed from on a played syndicate, which I've been talking about. Uh, I think many people are unhappy with me about that. <laughs> um, I went with Fallout 4. Cool. Which, no. Yeah. It's, yeah. no. Yeah. I, that's my first Fallout game ever. Oh, no. Yeah, so I no, thought, no. I, I thought, I've missed all of Fallout, so let's do it, right? Yeah. I heard on a podcast, someone said, anyone can come into this. You don't need to have mm-hmm. played Fallout before. That's what I've heard as well, yeah. No. Nah. There are no instructions to this game at all. It's you not even instructions. A, yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't require you to have prior knowledge of the Fallout universe or any of the things that happened in the previous games. But the, you That's can't what they intuitively mean do anything no. because it's like oh, you know, really? getting in and out of a suit is. They don't tell you how to, and then you've just got to hold a, a like on an Xbox, hold the A key down, you know, and and then you'll get in there. But there's nowhere it says it. I found well, myself when you look at it, it says it. So also on that, I've played no, all the other Fallout though. games. But there's, there's all these different, there's m- m- numerous different things where they just don't tell you how I to do anything. I that's one example of... of and I've, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. crafting and how things work. And I just mm. didn't know how any of it worked. I ended up finding myself just going to YouTube going, right, tell me how to do this. Yeah. Now I'm just finding when it comes down to actual mission stuff, I'm just not, I'm not even thinking, all right, how am I going to do this? I'm just thinking, I'll just go to YouTube. And it just seems like a, a list of tasks yeah. that I've just got to do. That's a shame. It's, yeah. it's more, is it more like Minecraft then? Because like Minecraft was a game that I was obsessed with, but part of it was finding out how to do the things by so, yourself. But that's and kind of fun. Of yeah, them. that's yeah. fun though. And there's a fun element to it. If they show, you know, the, usually what they do is they show you how to use a particular skill test you with it then leave you alone that's like how you build a game right you say all right we're going to teach me how to use the action key all right here's a situation where you just use the action key to open a chest or something now put you in a scenario where you need to use it on the fly you got it good yeah level two Mm -hmm. none of that it's just like there's a world not not a good tutorial no no tutorials at all and i don't think the instructions within the game or along with the game uh, helpful uh, in any yeah, way. Yeah, I used to love books for that kind of thing, like the little yeah, yeah, the guides. guides. But they don't, um, no, I, I hate them too. <laughs> you can buy a huge one for Fallout 4. Oh, that gives you the whole yeah, no, player's yeah. guide. But you know, oh, you shouldn't yeah. have to do that to play a game. No, and I, that's just the, the last game I bought that for was Oblivion, which is yeah, made by Bethesda. I was going to say well. like every Bethesda game is exactly the same. Mm, yeah. The only reason why I could get into Skyrim was because I had people around me who had already completed it. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But Skyrim, I loved. Skyrim is the same, except in a fantasy world with yeah, dragons yeah. and stuff. Okay, and I love that game because you just explore yeah. nooks and crannies well, and find like is random that what Witcher stuff Three to do. is? Witcher Three is doing that. No, right? Witcher Three is more story based. Yeah, okay. Skyrim. Skyrim's like go explore this big open yeah. world, follow a story if you want. But which is like you're mostly following the story and you do random open world stuff on the side which is all my favorite things i thought i would love fallout 3 i love a post-apocalyptic world mm-hmm. no way but i i i honestly to the core of me miss emotionally miss dying light because i felt at home in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world <laughs> yeah. full of zombies i was like yeah this is great and you could craft stuff and once i got it going you, the momentum of that game increased with fallout 4 
nothing at all. Oh man, yeah, for I've, me. I've only heard good things about Fallout Four. Penny Arcade didn't did a three pane uh, comic book on it. Mm-hmm. A, a guy one says, "Is Fallout Four starting to make sense?" Or dot dot dot, and the guy says, "Let me see if I have it right." They build this whole huge world full of crazy-ass interconnected systems that allow for limitless possibilities, and then they don't explain how any of them work. <laughs> and the other guy says, yeah, that's it, exactly. And then they go on to try and say uh, it's supposed to match the sensation of living in a post-apocalyptic world, but no. No. <laughs> it's not intuitive stuff. It's not like, oh, press this on your controller or hold this button down and do this, and this will happen. Mm-hmm. You can't... Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just rewarding the players that... that- that like not being told what to do, which is a majority of people like on in, in internet communities and yeah, stuff. Maybe. They'd be like, it was unnecessary that I had to do two hours of tutorials before I could play this. Yeah. So it's the idea that like it's meant to be a realistic representation if you like woke up in an apocalyptic world. There wouldn't there wouldn't be some guy next to a suit being like, Hey man, yeah. this is how you get in. Yeah. You gotta like yeah. figure, that <laughs> you gotta figure it out. I don't I don't mind that. I don't mind that bit. Like the, the the real world intuitive bit, yeah. Figure that out. I love that kind of stuff. Don't tell me how to do that. Sort or just of stuff. like core mechanics. Like, how do I yeah. how do I yeah. interface with the controller and mm-hmm. the game? Tell me that sort of stuff. You know, it's a point and click. It's, yeah, you point at them and you click and then you shoot them. Then you should have no, written the guidebook. Not... I don't know. What you're, I don't know what you're <laughs> Pull that forward. I know. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. of Call of Duty. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right, we, we've done it on the what I've been up to. Hey, all right, we'll uh, we'll blob and we'll get back. What we're we talking about today? Uh, Oath of the Gatewatch. Oath of the Gatewatch. Bit of Innistrad mm. coming up down the line. Uh, Shadow of Innistrad, stuff like that. Magic. Win Dead of Winter. Go to the Seven Land Hand Facebook page. Leave a comment on episode fifty-five. That's the one before this one. That's the Dead of Winter episode. And go into the draw to win Dead of Winter. This competition lasts until the end of the month, and we're in December now, just in case you're listening to this in... 2015. July. Can you... Oh, yeah, in case you're listening to this in July 2015. That's exactly correct. Uh, and don't forget, this month, Good Games are giving Sevenland Hand listeners 10% off uh, Dead of Winter. All you have to do is walk into your local Good Games store, state the password, Aaron... Winter Wonderland. That's it. Winter, Winter Wonderland. Wonderland. Uh, this is only good for another fortnight, or maybe three weeks if I publish this early. But anyway, and or while stocks last. That's Winter, Winter Wonderland. Wonderland. Um, yeah, it seems to be a lot of stores have sold out already since this came out. So get in there if you see it, grab it, and say the password. Winter Wonderland. Get it. Ten percent off. All right. Good game stores are everywhere, and since everyone is somewhere, there's bound to be one close to you. <laughs> I figured Is that, that an out. official slogan? That's my one. That's a good one. That's good. Yeah. I like it. Good I games are everywhere. Everyone has to be somewhere. <laughs> Therefore, good games close to you. It's a good logical argument. Yeah. It's my geography lesson for the day. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, let's get back. Let's talk about magic. Bust booster! Bust the booster! That's booster. Uh, we got a battle for Zendikar booster. <laughs> yeah, exciting. Was that a good one? I, I think so. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was gold. All right. All right, this is us, Boston. We're Boston uh, yeah. Battle for Zendikar Booster. Yeah. Now, Paul Kite in uh, Good Games Cannington chose this, and his reputation uh, it relies upon this having an expedition inside. Yeah, we, we were saying this to him. We're like, you're going to guarantee us an expedition, right? He's like, no, I've only opened two expeditions. And I've like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. He's like, I've opened six whole packs and only two of them expeditions. <laughs> yeah. oh, like, this sucks. Yeah. So unlucky. So we kicked him into a coma, and when he came to... <laughs> we he said, gave us a booster. Right. We found this booster in his pocket. <laughs> we knocked him out. Yeah, we said, put that bloody claw of yours into your pocket and pull out that booster. I still haven't opened one, but I guess I haven't been opened one. Oh, we should leave this one. Bust a battle booster. This is it, man. Bust a battle booster. All right. Uh, so we've got an Eldrazi Scion token one. in the back. Not the and a 
Plains. Uh, oh, I don't. I'm saying no, that one. Tianua X, Basic Land. Yeah, right, I, I love. But like from that. the front, here we go. So what we're doing is we just look at these cards, see how they go for uh, for if you're going to draft them. And we're starting off with um, Brilliant Spectrum. Oh, yeah. Three in an island for a sorcery, which we've got Converge. So draw X cards, where X is the number of colors of mana spent to cast Brilliant Spectrum. Then discard two cards. Right, bit of a, bit of a trap for new players. Mm, yeah, it yeah. says brilliant in the title of the card. So you're going to read it and go, this is going to be brilliant. But, yeah. but you would be mistaken. Yeah, it's, it's not. Um, the, the only time I've... I thought this was an instant to begin with. And yeah. I was like, not bad. Draw, yeah. draw three, discard, discard two, two. Draw four, yeah. discard two. Draw five, discard... Oh, sorry. Not you five. Can't, you can't wish. Draw five. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was an instant. I was like, hey, not bad. But um, it being a sorcery just means that you're tapping out for card filtering which is not really what you want to be doing also usually it's like discard draw two discard two right yeah <laughs> so it's not it's so not gotta, great you've got to work yeah. hard yeah. for it um i saw a guy at gp sydney had two of these in his four color oh, wow. monstrosity yeah. but it just dug him to his bombs which was what he was playing four color for. yeah so, so you're saying if you could cast it at the end of their um end step uh at their, at their second main phase sorry and you're playing blue, that well, there's a chance that that's going to happen if it was an instant, but you can't do it because it's a sorcery, yeah, so... If, then you can leave up a removal spell, and then if yeah. you, they don't have anything you want to remove, you play this instead, filter to Meh. more removal spells, more draw, or whatever, but... That's a different card. A, it's a different card. Yeah, yeah, and the problem card. with Converge is that there's not much mana fixing, so like you can't really reliably play like a four-color deck or a three-color deck, so you really, you're just playing two colors, pretty much. Yeah. Right. All right, then let's move on to Nakana Assassin. Two and a swamp for a creature who's a vampire assassin ally. He's a 2-3, and whenever you gain life, Nakana Assassin gains death touch until the end of turn. And then there's a whole bunch of flavor text. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's kind of like it's like fine. It, it depends where you're at. It depends where if you're in the if you're already in the black white life gain deck, which is actually really sweet, mm -hmm. then this card's great. Like if you have Calastri Healer, which lets you gain life every time you play an ally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then it's really, really good. So you can basically turn into a Death Touch guy every turn that can attack through any board. It can be great. You don't want to pick it early, obviously. Mm -hmm. If you're in that archetype already, though, it's definitely what you want. Yeah, um, it's it's just not a fantastic um, defensive creature because it's harder to trigger yeah. gaining life at instant speed. So he's never going to block never... and take down an Eldrazi unless yeah. you have the life gain. Stoneforge, they have the medic. Uh, not not, not Stoneforge. Same thing. It just it never really has death touch when you want it to. Yeah. And yeah. All right, then let's seek the wilds for one in a forest for a sorcery who says, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or land card from, a, from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Nah. <laughs> We're getting the bad pack looks. Yeah. Well, we don't really want to be playing green either. So that's kind of <laughs> yeah. the uh, first problem. Oh, is that harsh? A, Come on. It's a, I, yeah, it's I don't a really mediocre card hasn't well for me. in a mediocre color. Green's not come, yeah. come through well in Battle for Zendikar? No. no. This is one of those cards that's meant to sort of pseudo be fixing. Yeah. Because you're playing like a base green deck. And then you're like splashing these other colors, yeah, so and this just helps the, you dig to those cards. Five, but man, like, I don't yeah, play it's it's like, definitely not worth doing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you can sort of seek the wilds to get your other color of mana, and then you can use Brilliant Spectrum to draw an extra to draw oh, like card. Yeah. Oh, it's a combo. <laughs> it's a combo. Sweet blue green deck. You've got. Just give piece. me just give me forty five minutes while I get the perfect hand together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Oracle of Dust. He's four in an island creature, an Eldrazi processor, and it looks like he's just. Processing dead guys on the sandy beach. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, so he's four in an island for a three-five. 
is the void. So there's no color. And for an extra two colorless, uh, you can put a card an opponent owns from exile into that player's graveyard. Draw a card, then discard a card. So this is one hmm. of the common um, things that you want uh, to be able to actually turn your... If you're hitting them with Mist Intruder or like Benthic Infiltrator every turn, yeah. you want something to be able to draw to your big Eldrazi. And uh, this is one of the ways to do it. He's also just a huge guy on the ground. He, yeah. uh, like, he was okay. 2-5 is huge. It's 2-5. Yeah. 3-5. Oh, it even it's kills stuff. Yeah. It's so the problem good. I found with this card, initially I saw it I was like, this is great. Like, mm-hmm. It lets me cycle. It's a Devoid card, so it goes really well into the Devoid Synergy decks. But the problem is that you only really want like a 3-5 in the blue-black control deck. Mm-hmm. And then in those decks, I've found that your processing gets really heavily pressured. Like you always have a lot more cards that want to be processing than you have cards in exile, pretty much. Uh, yeah. And yeah. this is kind of like one of the lower-end payoffs for having it. Mm-hmm. So you, you want stuff like... You end up playing things like Mind Rakers in that deck so you can pressure the hand with Myers Malice mm-hmm. as well. Uh, you play a lot of different uh, process-required cards, and you don't really end up getting that many ingest like creatures. Yeah, so. like you don't want this in the blue-red aggro. Exactly, void, yeah. and not particularly. Wanna, nah. But the good thing about it is that it is a repeatable effect. You can choose when to do it. Mm-hmm. You can have a 3-5 now and then loot later if you want, yeah. mm. whereas a lot of them are like one-shot. Like when they enter, process a thing, this mm. guy can just do it whenever you feel like doing it. Yeah. How does 5 Toughness stand up in this against the good. available removal? It's good. Really well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Basically, right. it's the, against the removal, it's not that great because a lot of things like complete disregard kills yeah. stuff with yeah. three power. Just so, it. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I, it's, it doesn't really, it can block basically everything except the Eldrazi. So, it's a good yeah. block. Yeah. Reckless Cohorts, one in a mountain for a creature, human, good warrior, pack. ally. Good pack. Here's Fantastic a, pack. Is a 2 2. <laughs> Reckless Cohort attacks each, combat, attacks each combat, if able, unless you control another ally. This is my favorite card to let go all around the table and then pick. Okay, so yeah, if you're, yeah. you're red white allies and you wheel it, you're happy. But like, yeah. you don't ever want to take this card early. No, <laughs> um, triggers your allies, gets in some beats early. But like, man, I'm always pretty annoyed when I have to play this. Yeah, but it's yeah. also Unless I have heaps of allies. Yeah, it's and also just a like like most two twos for two. It's just fine. The drawback isn't particularly bad. It's like, I don't see why they need to give it such an insane drawback. So that you don't pick it if you're not playing allies as well. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, so it goes to the people who want yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But wasn't it two for a two two in this set? It's kind of just kind of standard, though, isn't it? Like yeah. they've had like it's just good drafting. It's right. <laughs> just, just quality drafting. Two, two for two, sign me up. It hey, is. look at this. Two for a two two. Yeah. It's Felidar Cub. Perfect uh, creature, a cat beast. Sacrifice him. <laughs> Destroy target enchantment. <laughs> oh man! All right, I think we've talked about this guy before. Yep. Second best cat in the set. It's actually slightly better than it looks because really? retreats are really good in this format. Yeah. So. Like, the white retreat to Amiria and stuff is really hard to beat if people get online. And this guy, which you just play as a 2-2 two, two for 2 anyway, yeah. if they happen to have a main retreat... Main deck in it? Yes. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. You main yeah. deck in it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you, you main deck 2-2s two for 2, and if yeah. they have upside, it's just it's good. And there's removal spells like Stasis Snare in this set as well, like premium removal that's an enchantment that's like locks mm. your creature there's down. Dampening pulse yeah, as so well, which is a bit of a hassle. It's pretty much just a 2-2 two, two for 2 with some upside. So you'd wheel this if you're playing white and pick it up. And it's a 2 so. for a 2-2 two, two that's good any time of the game, right? Because you can play it whenever mm-hmm. all the big guys are out if there's an enchantment that's giving you grief because yeah, you just exactly. stick them on the board, sack him, and you've... Remove their enchantment. Yeah. As opposed to Reckless Cohort, which is always going to be a 2-2, and the only thing that changes is what, maybe mm. it triggers an ally later. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's the point, but yeah. Five, six. So that's six common cards. Just doing the They've count. They've all been Don't count. Bad. Don't They've count. All been, we don't want it. to pick any of these. Like, if this was the pack we wheeled back, we'd be very, very sad. Yeah. <laughs> Boiling Earth with a great... Oh, <laughs> oh come on. Great picture from Titus Lunter. 
It's okay. One in a mountain for a sorcery. Boiling Earth deals one damage to each creature your opponents control. And it comes with Awaken 4. Uh, six in a mountain if you cast this spell for six in a mountain. Also put four plus one plus one counters on target land you control and it becomes a zero zero elemental creature with haste. And it's still a land. Yeah. Yep. So we can boil some eight. earth. Uh, you can awaken four S- seven and, and, and it's a seven. Six, six oh, colors six and a mountain. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, it's not yeah. as bad. This is the card that you shouldn't forget that you have in your sideboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I am um, hinting at where you should I play. I used to it. always keep this in my sideboard as well against like the green black Scion decks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until I watched like a Channel Fireball draft from LSV where he was playing like blue red Devoid, and he had a, he had one his main one his board, and it was just always good. Like he had a main deck, mm-hmm. and it was just always great for like blowing like, out sky, combat, sky spawners. Oh, post yeah, but people would stuff. like yeah, you can take out sky spawners and stuff, but yeah, post combat, so people would always make like blocks so the guys would you know take one less damage than dying, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you just, just blowing earth their board, like wipe it, wipe everything off. So I've since then I've actually been playing like one copy main and it's been really good for me actually. Mm, okay, but you're also not LSV and people, <laughs> which is the, which is the issue because he just does whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, but and like the wins. thing is that <laughs> people never ever expect it either. Like they never expect you, it. And it's fine thing, as yeah. an awakened card. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So like I also thought it was not good until I actually like tried playing a little bit. Mm. It was yeah, it's, it's worked out. Pretty but, well. but the fact that it can just wipe a board of scions mm. or Eldrazi sky spawners yeah. or, or whatever is just yeah. There's like a lot of good X one uh, one like. Yeah, X1 creatures in the formats. Lyle will never look at Rob straight in the eyes and tell him he's not LSV. Yeah, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Lithomancer's Focus. Only costs one. And that's uh, a white. It's a planes. For an instant, target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to that creature this turn by colorless sources. Do you remember when you'd be excited by cards like this and like Theros block? Yeah. Yeah. Anything says target creature for one mana? Yes. That's true, yeah. This is uh, (laughs) this card ain't great. I don't think I ever played this card. I have played this card, but not like like begrudgingly. Because yeah. I didn't have better tricks than this card. Um, yeah, it, the, the way it costs one yeah. is alright. Like it's just so yeah. efficient. But I mean, it's not really what you want to be doing with a card. The cool thing to remember about it is that when people awaken on their lands, their lands are technically colorless creatures. Oh yeah. So this will prevent the damage from that. So you can block with your dude and cast. Yeah, this. people forget that all the time. Yeah. yeah. So that's something. Mm. That's a cool interaction that the card has. Mm-hmm. And is plus two plus two enough of a pump in this format? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It's not gonna. You're not gonna kill an Eldrazi, but those are like seven, eight, yeah, nine yeah. mana. Yeah, Courier Griffin is uh, three in a planes for a two-three. He's a creature. He's a Griffin. He's got flying. And when Courier Griffin enters the battlefield, you gain two life. Oh, that's what we needed earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah gain that life. Do, you, do you think Blue White Flies is the best deck in the format? I really like Blue White Flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this card's um, was was real good for me when when I played it. Um, I I always love. Stupid looking cards like this. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Two, three, we're flying for four, something up. Um, the the two life's like okay. But, um, yeah, I mean that that's you, you just, just want something to kill. Totally incidental, isn't it? Up the just, board, yeah. If it was a if it was a four for a two three with flying, I'd probably. Probably still play it, right? So if you're going to just play that, well, Aaron yeah. would still play it. Uh, there's, there's just a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of like two power flies in the format that are, this blocks perfectly. So there's yeah. a lot of things like Eldrazi sky spawners and shadow gliders and Gums a up whole the sky. bunch of random stuff that this blocks perfectly. Yeah, and yeah. it's just great in the uh, the blue white flies deck, pretty much, and also the blue uh, the white black life gain decks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, white black life gain. Didn't think about. And that. also yeah, the red yeah. white aggro decks. Just any yeah. deck with white in it yeah. is good with a Courier Griffin. <laughs> All right, Paul Kite. Here's our 10th common card. Oh. <sighs> Benthic Infiltrator. I think he got mentioned earlier. 
Two in an island for a 1-4 who's devoid and has got ingest. Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player exiles the top card of his or her library. Benthic Infiltrator can't be blocked. So you can get him to do his one damage great. all the time. This, yeah, yeah this he's is really good. This card. is one of those cards that um, early in the set I was like, am I going to play this? Yes. Horn Turtle? Yes. But yes. man, one it, four? But, but, but <laughs> early I was like, man, but then when you, when you play and you look at the quality of the commons in this set, uh, and just the general power level of it. But I think Infiltrator feels like it's like on this other. How does this? How does this affect? Is this one of those that just gets in the chip away one one? Oh, one, so one, not one, just one. the that... chips away, but the fact that it has ingest is insanely good because yeah, it's a right. it's a reliable ingest creature that you can just attack with every turn. Yeah. and just always provide yourself with ingest fuel. So, yeah. for example, like the card you looked at before, Oracle of Dust. So if you got that guy out, it doesn't matter how big their their board is. What they've got a Drazi out, you can mm-hmm. just always send an Infiltrator. Take an ingest and then use some powerful ingest processor. Yeah. So, yeah. and and it's a one four for three, which is blocking a lot of the aggressive yeah. decks in the format. And they've got to do something to deal with it because eventually it's gonna yeah start that um, ingest and processing engine. You yeah. want to block, mate? Attack! You want to ingest? <laughs> yeah. ingest I've, I've blocked a lot with this. <laughs> oh, yeah, so much. Yeah. And okay. also, and also, just because it's it's a colorless creature as well, so it has synergies with other. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously the ingest as well, but. Just like cards are like, if you control a colorless creature, do this or whatever. It just helps all that. Right, Definitely yeah. one of the best blue commons. Yeah. Between Skyspawn and Clutch of Currents in this one. Mm. Catacomb Sifter for one, a swamp and a forest for a 2-3. So that's three for a 2-3. He's a creature who's an Eldrazi drone. Uh, he's the void as well. When Catacomb Sifter enters the battlefield, put a 1-1 one, one colorless Eldrazi Siren creature token onto the battlefield. It has sacrifices creature. Add a colorless, one colorless to your mana pool. Super good. This card. Yeah, the thing is, solid. yeah, it's a great uncommon. The only problem is that the deck it goes in is really bad. So this card is amazingly good on its own. <laughs> right. But you've got to play to play like the black green life get like sacrifice deck, which is what this is designed to go into. Really, you've just got to play a lot of cards that aren't really good enough on their own. So and you don't have choices, do you? Because it's swamp forest. Cards in that. In I mean, that you, get, you always get stuff like smoth, the smelling abomination is rare. Like you always get it. Yeah. Like, it just wheels around the thing. <laughs> and, like, ones are, yeah. yeah, but, but I mean, you're down just... on, far, on on green, right? So are you leaning heavily on black and just? Yeah, but you need to play a lot of the scion producing cards. Like you need to play yeah. stuff like Isles Watcher, which gives you three tokens, and Call the Scions, which gives you two more tokens. So you you become very vulnerable to stuff like Boiling Earth, which you just looked at before. Yeah, There's like two Kill of the worst ones. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, you kind of have to play those cards though to play way. that archetype. Yeah. But I mean, it this basically is... works with Vampiric Rites as one of the main cards. So it's a oh, black is enchantment. That the that's kind of the payoff. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think that, of the, kind of one of the best payoffs. I think of the green black deck is more of a um, ramp deck rather than a sacrifice deck. Like, it does have sacrificing synergy in it, but mostly you're doing it because you want to have three or four Scions so that you can cast your six drop, like, your really Deathless early. Behemoth and just keep bringing it back to life. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a thing you can do. So I, I do like playing black-green, but not because I want to cast Alters, Reap, or Bone Splinters Is this one that says whenever a creature you control dies, scry one? Did we miss this that one? No, that's no, this no. there, yeah. That's, that's this hey. card. So that's why it's yeah, so Yeah, we missed great. a bit of text from so it. You can, it, also says, it lets you oh. filter through your deck as yeah. well. So I just skimmed over it like it was photo <laughs> Yeah, whenever you another creature you control... Well, yeah, whenever another creature you control dies, scry yep. one. Yeah. Which means every time you sack a scion for mana, yeah. scry um, one. So, so that's another reason why this card's so good. Um, it was on... Uh, uh, what's that card called from Theros? The two black-green one? Gorgon? Oh, yeah. Lady? 
Golgan Lady. Oh, God. Reaper of the Wilds. Um, that oh, was God. like yeah, it kind of seemed like card. trinket text on that card. Whenever a creature, another yeah. creature, does scry one, but man, you could yeah. filter to exactly what you needed. And if this guy comes down late and you have a big turn, yeah. you sacrifice a bunch of signs. You can dig to your bomb or when whatever. you're getting yeah. desperate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I right. mentioned just incidentally blocking, doing things that you normally do in a limited game. Just get mm. to scry through your deck. Processor Assault is one in a mountain is an uncommon sorcery. Oh. Devoid. Uh, as an additional cost to cast Processor Assault, put a card on an opponent owns from exile into that player's graveyard. Processor Assault deals five damage to target creature. What does this do you, mean? When, what do you, you only play this in blue-red? I've never played it. I've never played it. Never uh, no, in blue-red and black-red as well, because you have like sludge crawl on one. So you can, like, oh, yeah, in black-red you can get early processing with sludge crawl. No. So it's not too bad. And culling drone and stuff. Yeah, Sludge but Drone, Sludge Crawler is amazing, yeah. but this card Culling is Drone not never gets in, in my like because yeah. like you could, at least you could play Sludge Crawler on one and then attack through before they play if they miss their two drop. Mm-hmm. But, but usually Culling Drone is like not good enough? They, yeah. if they play two or three, then mm-hmm. you can't really get. But it, like so. Sludge Crawler is generally attacking as a two-two. They're just not blocking it because of the threat of it. Yeah, oh exactly. yeah, Culling, yeah, 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 yeah. So the card, so the card we opened. Oh, oh, sorry. Is this yeah. reliant on your opponent having cards in exile? Yeah, so Which you have to ingested. ingest them with cards yeah, like Benthic Infiltrator. There. Right, I see. So you have to eat their library first and then process it back into their graveyard. But then, <laughs> okay, so there, there are also burn spells that don't rely on them, on you getting cards in exile that yeah. can like hit their... Touch of the Void. Touch of the Void is real good. Like, yeah. it hits their face as well, whereas this card only... Kills creature or only damages creatures. Better cards is a yeah. lot. Um, if you can do it consistently, I put it in. But I've never. But you had can't. A deck though, yeah. That, that and if you and if you are playing the ingest deck, you want to do. You want to be doing like other things most of the time than this. I, find I totally play. I totally play one of these in blue red all the time. I'll no. play one. It's like not it's even just once. such an efficient removal spell. Like it's it kills a gateway a lot of sorcery. Sorcery. All right, Rob. Aaron, relax. We've got Coastal Discovery. Oh, Ooh, oh thank God. Thank you. Why did I this card? Three in an well, island. different things. Three <laughs> in an island for so- uh, sorcery. That is draw two cards. You can awaken four. So five in an island. If you cast this spell for five in an island, you can put four plus one plus one counters on a target land. Blah, 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 blah. Zero, zero elemental creature with haste. It's land. All that stuff. It's kind of, uh, so the awaken, I was just like, oh, this is awaken three, right? Because all the other blue cards are awaken three. It's you? like... Really, really, really powerful with Awaken 3. But then it was Awaken 4. You can yeah. get the 4-4 four, four with haste yeah. and a blue deck. And they drew two cards. And oh. you get two cards. It's cards so good. And it goes with Hellamar Tidecaller, which is like one of the best blue uncommons. Yeah, which is man. like, so you can Coastal Discovery, make a huge dude, draw cards, draw your Tidecaller, play the Tidecaller, get back the Discovery, play more Discovery. flying oh, creatures. Yeah. It's insanely good. So Hellamar Tidecaller gets a uh, Awaken card back from your graveyard to your hand. And so you can Coastal Discovery on turn four so you don't have any other play. Get it back with Tidecaller, awaken it the next turn, and it also gives your land creatures flying. And it just... Coastal Discovery is really powerful. It feels like mm. you're really behind when someone casts against you. All right, here we go. This is the, this is the card. This is the rare. It's going to be bad. Present Mara. I think it is. <laughs> Present Mara. Beast Caller Savant. It's one in a forest for a 1-1. One, one. He's a creature. He's an elf shaman ally. He's got haste. Ooh, you can get straight yeah, in there with your in. one. Yeah, send him in there and hit him for one. I can tap for mana immediately. You, oh, Sorry. don't jump ahead, Lyle. Oh, yeah, I ruined suspense. It. I, I, you. I ruined everything. You can tap him. And for tapping, you can add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Spend this mana only to cast a creature spell. Beast Caller Savant. He's been working on his abs. 
Is he an ally? He's not an ally. Yeah, he's an ally. He is an ally. Yeah. Elf That's not really that significant in no. green, though. Yeah? No, because the... Ugh, man, there's only what do we do with Chirago this guy? No, but Green has a bunch of guys. They've got the you got the War Callers, the, the Beastmaster guy, yeah. and normally you're playing three color allies with Green anyway. So that's why this like mana fixing is really. But important. you, know, you yeah. don't want to be base like like I'm I'm very rarely base Green allies. No, not at all. But if you if you're more than like yeah, yeah if you're so three colors, you're base Green. Stalwart, which is the three drop, and comes into play with. Uh, count is equal to the colors that you spent on it. It's a zero one, so it uh, it's a zero one. So it comes in as a three four if you pay all three colors. Um, I I like I like that card and the five mm. drop that gives all all Wait. your creatures plus two plus two is really good. The bird, um, the warcaller, warcaller, Tajuru warcaller. That's not the one. <laughs> Pronunciation guide here. Guys. Um, I've forgotten the, the name bird. of it. The, the X blue green one. Oh, um, oh Skyriding yeah. Sky Sky Man. Okay. Skyriding Elf. Okay. Skyriding Elf riding on a man. That guy's pretty good. He's either a 2-2 two, two for Words, 2 or a 3-3. Oh, like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that guy. Well. Um, people play that in Constructed. I'd like some SCG yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty brutal. Do we care about any text on this except for the tap, add one mana of any colour to your um, mana He triggers your allies when he comes into play. Okay. Um, but him having haste is... It's weird. I mean, if you have that and Lithomancer's focus, you can like jam it in, attack, three points of damage out of nowhere, get the kill. I Boom. mean, it's pretty great. Yeah. Are you on three? Oh my god, I take we, we can take them both. Like, we could take the Savant and then wheel the Lithomancer's focus out of his pack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, combo. Combo kill. Actually, so it's not great. No, it's, it's not good. I actually yeah. do <laughs> kind of like this card in Limited just because there are like no ramp spells at all. Right. No, get, that's true. You um, get this and you get the three drop. I don't remember the names of any cards. This is why Aaron's here. Natural Connection is the three um, drop one. Natural no, 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 no. You mean the Star Wars? The, the Lady. Oh, um, Life Spring Druid. Oh, Life Spring Druid. Yeah. You did remember. Look, yeah, I yeah. believed in you. Thanks, man. <laughs> For new listeners, Aaron knows every card that's every ever card. been printed and I everything ever about printed. it. Honestly, I'm rusty. No. I'm, I'm rusty. No, I've I been. Can, uh, I can sense it. There's but... rust around my, yeah. my name and joints. Yeah. I haven't remembered a single card today. Ever. So, well, ever. <laughs> Rob, you're carrying the pod, man. Let's Still see, down man, to you. We got this. We got this. I've played this format a few times. So, what are you first picking, Rob? Oh, we're taking Coastal Discovery. Yeah, so we're right. going to take the Discovery. And the problem, though, is that this pack is so soft that, like, we'll take the Discovery and we would pray to wheel the Bamfleet Infiltrator, but there's just no way. Like, it's <laughs> going to get... <laughs> right. We would probably be wheeling, like, maybe the Oracle of Dust. This pack's super weak. Yeah. You've got... You couldn't even hint at what your second color would be in this, right? No, you are, no, if you're taking Coastal Discovery, you want to be playing blue-white, ideally. Because yeah. that's where, like, blue-white awakens. So you want the Griffin or something like that? So, yeah, you'd either take... Yeah, that's going to go, though, as well. Like, the best right. cards in this pack are basically the Coastal Discovery, then yeah. the um, Catacomb Sifter, then the Benthic Infiltrator, then that's like those are and like the, the Griffin. Ugh, yeah, the, it's just this is a bad pack. It's just not a good pack. So like <laughs> all those cards are going to get taken by the people we pass them to because like all these like the, the first eight cards whatever that we open are just unplayable basically. Yeah, yeah. like you don't want to pick any of those cards. So we're not really going to wheel anything, I don't think. But yeah, we'll take the Coastal Discovery. Do you play Coastal Discovery in all of your blue decks? Yeah, I'll play yeah. It in everything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do you, cut, do you play two copies in it, all of you, Blue? Yeah, if I yeah. 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 you never get to aggro. You don't want to sit. You don't I want play two six drops. No, I will take. I'll definitely yeah, take. I've played yeah. four before. I felt four. four. Yeah. Yeah. I've never I, got more than it two. Wouldn't, it wasn't a great idea, yeah. but I still did it. I would definitely where, take play four. Where it says draw two cards, Rob just scribbles it out and puts a draw two coastal discoveries. Exactly. Shame. Shame discoveries. Aaron, you agree? Coastal discovery? Yeah, coastal discovery. That's my favorite deck in the Wow, oh, come on, branch out, man. You... Well, I usually would. Beast Caller, Savant. Actually, I'm going to pick Beast Caller. Yeah. yeah. Because 
every time I'm prevented, uh, prevented, every time I'm presented with an opportunity to play Converge in two or three colors in pack one, I always take it and it barely ever works out. Yeah. But it's always, but it's always a good time. (laughs) So I'm going to take this. I know that commit. That's a good time. Like the next four people to my left aren't playing green. It's also the rare. So go take the rare. Snap the rare off. Yeah. (laughs) If that wasn't if that wasn't the rare, I would have taken the uncommon. The catacomb man. Yeah, catacomb suit is good as well. But yeah. like, I don't. I just don't want to be committing myself to like. Well, you just green had black. bad experiences with black. I just don't think it's black green. green. I just don't want to be playing green really ever. Yeah. This is the, like the payoff it. for black green is enough because there's so much to undo all of the things like where you just pump all your scions into making one big Eldrazi and they're like, yeah, cool, I'll bounce it to your hand. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I sacked all my scions. <laughs> That's happened to me too many times well, for me to be happy Beast Caller can Beast Caller can cast your Eldrazi more than once. Yeah, with haste as well, so you can slam it and then use it to cast Eldrazi yeah. straight oh, away. Oh, so good. I, I, pref- <laughs> I prefer to be the blue deck that bounces the stupid Eldrazi back to the hand five times in a yeah. row and they cry. <laughs> all right, we'll blob and we'll uh, come back with actual um, topic discussion over the Gatewatch and Shadow of Rinistrad stuff. Really? All right, Oath the Gatewatch is nearly upon us. Uh, I have a page from somewhere, let's say Wizards. I can't see that. Sure. But there's a I quote know. here from Mark Rosewater. He says, there are two planeswalkers in Oath of the Gatewatch. That's all he's given away. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, and, uh, Mark. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, a two-headed giant is central to the experience. Uh, Oath of the Gatewatch is all about teamwork. It's designed to support two-headed giant better than any set. Magic history, uh, and that's what the that's what the people have been clamoring for. If there has been one <laughs> uniting cause of Magic players over the last 10, 15, 25 years yeah. of Magic design, it's I want to guys. Play with we a want more two-headed giant support. Come on, <laughs> tell for FNM. It's like everyone's like, "Where's the two-headed giant?" Ah, I'm leaving. <laughs> ah, no two-headed giant support in the latest set. I'm out of here. That's that's so Rob's thing, though, isn't it? I do only yeah. play two-headed giant. Yeah. Players, so. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I think the I think there's been an extra extra card spoiled uh, since I wrote the intro. There's ooh. Mystic Gate. So Mystic Gate is the latest spoiler from Oath of the Game. Yeah. Should we talk about the earliest spoilers first? Yeah, sure. So Let's do that. Chronological It all leads order. into Chronological this. Order. Yeah. So um, in, a, in a weird flurry of um, spoilers that are not official in any way, yeah. uh, Kozilek, the Great Distortion, yeah. uh, Wastes, which is a new type of basic land, and Mirapool, which is a mythic land, uh, all got spoiled from like really random locations, and they all contain the, the this... Ukraine. The Ukraine. All, all from within the yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. The Ukraine spoiler mill. Yeah. Um, all spoiled with this new um, diamond symbol, which is a, a diamond shape. Is that, is that what you're it's calling like it? A, he, is, yeah, it's really the Zendikarhedron. No. It's not. It's a, it's From more, a, it's a square. A diamond. It is a, it's like a diamond. I'm yeah. just going to call it diamond. Yeah. Um, but it's a diamond in the colorless box. And That's... so Kozilek, the Great Distortion, I'll read it for you for anyone that hasn't yeah. seen it, is eight diamond diamond for a legendary creature Eldrazi. It's a 12-12. When you cast Kozilek, the Great Distortion, if you have fewer than seven cards in hand, draw cards equal to the difference. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's got menace, so it can only be blocked by two or more creatures. And... He has the activated ability, discard a card with converted mana cost X, counter target spell with converted mana cost X. Pretty good card. This is pretty, good this is pretty insane. So, eight diamond diamonds. It's a diamond diamond thing that worries mm. me. What does that mean? So, here's what you think. So, some here's, people, what so think. here's what I think. Because <laughs> right. these haven't yeah. been officially spoiled by anyone. Right. Everyone was very quick to go, oh my god, this is the sixth color of magic. It's no. Eldrazi mana. It's, it's like... Um, 
they've invented this new uh, land called Wastes, which is very important to this. Um, yeah. This is a basic land with no basic land type, so it doesn't inherently have a like a, a land name. type because all the other ones will say basic land forest, basic yeah. land plains. This is just basic land called Wastes um, with a diamond symbol instead of the mana. So we're assuming that it taps for diamond mana. Now, people were speculating what this means exactly, and the only thing that I could think of was that this is their new version of saying uh, colorless mana that is produced by sources, mm. and um, the eight in Kozilek is generic mana that can be paid by any color or colorless mana. Yeah, I see. And the two diamonds are their new way of saying <laughs> at least two of the mana that you spend to cast Kozilek has to be So we can't colorless. say eight colorless and two colorless to cast. No, so it's eight generic <laughs> mana. Yeah, eight and two colorless. Two devoid mana. Two devoid mana. Devoid mana? Oh, well, the don't thing name is, it. The thing is, I'm saying devoid, that's what I'm using for it. Devoid mana. It's yeah. a colorless mana. Yeah, though. but like the whole set, right, is about devoid, things that are like devoid, where they've like drained yeah. the color away from the card. So yeah. like, that's why when I saw that waste, which looks, the picture of the waste looks just like the Blighted Lands. Yeah, um, the business BFC. stuff, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they basically just got the normal land and they've devoid it of like the previous color, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I'm using. Devoid mana. That's what devoid, I'm being. That's so, what I'm but trending how, now. But how will you say Kozilek's mana cost? Well, so it's eight, eight generic and two devoid. Yeah. <laughs> eight colors, two devoid. When has anyone ever said generic? When is that? Oh, no, well, okay. Eight colors, two devoid. That, that's that's not colorless. No, it's not colorless mana. <laughs> no, it's, mean, eight, no, it's eight generic mana. Yeah, it's eight, eight, eight colorless <laughs> mana. Whatever it is, it's definitely two devoid. It would have ten diamonds. This is the thing. So I think wizards know that this this is a problem that, that we go... No, no, this is legit. Yeah. I think that this is the actual reasoning behind all this. And I think it's a mistake. Yes. Because they've gone... Look, okay, so generic mana and colorless mana are different things. But people are kind of thinking of them in the same way. Because if you tap a soul ring for two colorless mana... Two devoid mana. Two... <laughs> <laughs> two colorless mana. Um, and then you use that to pay for Kozilek, say... Um, you think that it can only be used like like new they think that new players might have this thing where they're like oh maybe I can only spend mana from stuff like Hedron Archive Soul Ring um, uh, I don't know uh, Eldrazi Science to pay for that but where everyone once you've played Magic for more than five minutes you know that you can pay any colour for yeah. the generic yeah. mana which I, don't, is I don't know who, who would think like who'd be playing who'd, who'd have like a green red deck and have a card that costs two green and be like damn I can't cast it I can't make colourless mana yeah, I, I, but know, I don't I, understand who would hey, be hey Lyle I like the words you use there now but I've just this, this through from Mark Rosewater uh, right. the, there's colours uh, in his uh, trees desert wets bog and fiery is, uh, <laughs> fiery is what they're calling it that's not official um, is it, <laughs> This is an unofficial spoiler. So, so this is the only possible option for me. Uh, other weird things that people were throwing around were that I had a weird one. What? Tell us your weird. Tell us. Throw us a weird one. This is one that Aaron was very quick to shut down. Spat in my face and kicked me out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it again. I thought at first, before I saw Waste and the next card that we're going to talk about, that it might be something like Snow Manor. So there were two sets, no, Ice Age and Cold this. Snap. Do you know mm. this one? Yeah. No, only from you. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Where they had basic lands that um, had the snow type and they produced coloured mana and there were some spells and permanents or whatever that cared about whether or not your mana came from a snow permanent. 
And so I thought it might be something similar to that, but like with, with this doesn't have an underlying lying color at all. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is just the frosting. Yes, right, <laughs> frosting <laughs> manner. Um, the, the, yeah, the the problem with that theory is, is yeah, like like yeah, said, yeah. as soon as, as soon why as you're as, an idiot, lying. Yeah, so here we go. <laughs> but he said, but that makes complete sense. Um, no, no, it, it makes as much sense as, as the, um, the the wastes thing. Yes, um, yeah. until. Until you see a card like Waste, and then you see a card like Mirror Works, which is the mythic land that was a Mirror Pool. Mirror Pool. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Mirror Works is a different card. Mirror Pool is this legendary land, um, enters the battlefield tapped. It says tap add diamonds to your mana pool Ooh. in the space where it would usually say tap add one colorless to your mana pool. And then it says two and a diamond, tap, sacrifice, Mirror Pool, copy target, instant, or sorcery you control. You may choose new targets with a copy. And it also has a different activated ability. Four and a diamond, sacrifice mana, mirror pool. Put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of target creature you control. Um, this okay. card's really strong. Mm. Um, because this, again, like gives you a little bit more of the picture. Which I'm, I'm surprised they haven't made a statement saying exactly how it's going to work yet. Yeah. But um, this is what makes me think that this is their errata for all lands that tap for one colorless mana, like Lanawar Wastes, um, uh, Mystic Gate, that those cycles. That their new way of saying tap add one colorless or devoid, devoid mana <laughs> is diamonds. So Soul Ring or Hedron Archive or Eldrazi Scions are going to say sacrifice Eldrazi Scion, add diamonds to your mana pool. As opposed to add one generic mana to your mana. The only thing I think is so weird about that is that obviously they would have had this set design and the last set design done, mm-hmm. and yet they didn't put those symbols in the current set. Yeah, in Battle so of the Zendikar. it seems... Unless, I mean, there may be there's some like storyline thing that Maybe, they're going to be yeah. like, it used to be colorless, and ne- I don't know, and now, now it's, it's devoid. <laughs> now it's devoid mana. But, well, I mean, they have to do it at some point. I mean, yeah. yeah, but like, I mean, it's part of the same block, right? Where they're using the same Eldrazi thing. And like, yeah, these exactly. cards would have been designed So you're going to have Eldrazi Because if this is my theory that I'm sticking, I'm like 95% sure this happens, but yeah. that yeah, doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense. Yeah. It's... Because you're going to have Eldrazi signs that come from Oath of the Gatewatch packs that are going to have this diamond symbol that you add to your mana pool when you sacrifice them. And then you're going to have the Eldrazi sounds in the same box yeah. of crap that people have thrown away to say, <laughs> add one. So that's going to be even more yeah. confusing. So you have to getting... find the right ones for I your Kozlek. Yeah. like, I can't cast my yeah. like This one only makes a one. This one I can't, makes a I can't wait for pre-release. And people are like, can I, if I sack these Eldrazi's, do I get one or do I get diamond? Oh, it's going to happen. It's and gonna, yeah. don't feel bad if you make that mistake because it's like, it's, it will be a fair happen, mistake yeah. to make. Oh, but, man. Oh. It's... It's I think messy. It's, it's so needlessly invent- convoluted. It just I sounds think. like they've invented another form of currency, basically. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's unnecessary. No, no, they've, they start they've, renamed, they've renamed the, the coins in your thing as, like, something else. The they've, renamed, <laughs> they've renamed... <laughs> Metaphor is going to yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay, so here's a bit more speculation online about, like, why they would be doing this. Yeah, so. Part of the reason is that uh, they can't make good artifact cards right now. And the issue with yeah, artifacts no is... How long has that been going no, for? Well, because, <laughs> no, but it's like... The there's a reason, though. It's not like they're just choosing not to. The reason they can't is because a good artifact can be played in any deck and there's no restriction to it. Yeah. So they can't put make it good so good that it can be used anywhere. And with this style of mana, it means you can make good artifact cards with this requirement for devoid costs so that you can't just freely play it in any deck. Like, right, you have a, deck, a real deck-building cost in the sense that you have to play, like, waste or some form of, like, devoid land 
to as a deck building cost to play strong artifacts. Yeah, so, which is, which is a, I think it's a reasonable idea. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So in a, in a color combination which is slightly weak than the other colors, they'll have cards that will have this new currency generating machine which allows you to get diamond and spit it out there, pay for this cool artifact throw it in your deck and then it's super powerful and it's so, using artifacts. So let's look at, um, uh, say, Legacy. And um, you've got the most powerful mana base in, in, in Magic because you can use Fetch Lens to get double-coloured things out of your deck. Yeah. And you want to cast an artifact, say, Umazawa's Jite, which is like one of the strongest artifacts ever printed, equipment. It just costs two of any mana to, to cast. Yeah. In the future, if they have a card that is as powerful as Umazawa's Jite, it's going to cost one and a diamond mana, which means that you need at least one colorless. And some legacy decks aren't going to be able to cast that <laughs> card because their mana base is so powerful. Now they'll have to warp their mana base to be able to make a colorless mana to be able to fit it in. So it's not like every artifact they print is like, is this going to be good enough for, for, to play in every single deck? That has creatures in it. So that, yeah, that's I, I actually, like that theory. That, that, so. makes, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Is there a way we can reverse engineer it and think, why would they create it? They've painted themselves into a corner and they've thought, I mean, Rob's point's pretty good, isn't it? Like, the, we can't yeah. create mm-hmm. good artifacts. But that's, that's, that's also kind of the point of artifacts is that you can play them in every deck. Yeah, yeah. right. And so yeah, that's, like, that's the identity. But if the color's really strong and then it gets the cool artifact as yeah. well, then the weak, does it get, doesn't get yeah. a big enough boost? Is that what they're saying? Well, it, it's like. Um, with uh, when Shards of Alara came out, the Esper mm, Shard yeah. was focused around coloured artifacts, and it's literally just like they got a coloured creature, gave it a new border and a type, and and said, oh, you know, artifact creatures matter, or if you control a blue or black permanent, but sometimes they were artifacts as well. It was really arbitrary, mm. but it's just I think it showed that they wanted to put artifact types on things that had colour restrictions. So this makes mm. complete sense for me. Um, Shadows over Innistrada will be interesting. Well, Oath of the Gate, which is well. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with it. To see yeah. how much they continue it afterwards, because it, it definitely makes sense in this set to have the Eldrazi requiring some amount of colorless mana. Mm-hmm. But in terms of whether or not that mana sticks around and what they do in the future, that's going to be you think probably more I mean, interesting. Just, I just I mean, thought this is just going to be an Oath of the Gate, wa- gate well, Watch thing. It, no, it's thematically s- interesting. Like I think they might be doing it going forward, just because... Like I was saying, it does mean they can design stronger artifacts that have a real deck building cost. Yeah. So like, I've, and that's been the problem with magic that everyone complains about, including yourself. You're like, there's no good artifacts, and there's a reason for that because there's no deck building cost yeah. to using them. So yeah. they, they don't make sense from like a game design standpoint. Then they've got to write that in though. So that means that in Innistrad, all of a sudden, Eldrazi came along and they brought all these rocks yeah. with them, and yeah. it's all this colorless <laughs> land or yeah. diamond land or whatever we're going to call it, and. Of devoid, devoid matter. matter. Devoid matter. It they is. brought this devoid <laughs> matter. <laughs> so now, you know what we're doing, guys? We're writing this for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to listen to this pod. You'll see the announcement so, next week. They'll be like, all right, guys, we tell you. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's it. Like, I, <laughs> bet, I bet they haven't figured it out, right? Ulamog just waiting for other people to do it for them. Ulamog just thrived in Innistrad and he brought all this devoid matter with him. Whoa. So. Another thing about the. I don't know if we talked about this or not. Mr. Gate? No, the. Mirror Wastes. Oh, waste, yeah. waste being a basic land means that anyone who's crazy enough to run a colorless EDH deck has a basic land now. Yeah. So you don't have to run all your gemstone caverns and your squirrel yeah. whatevers. Yeah. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> Things that happen to tap yeah, the colors. There's matter, so yeah. many terrible colorless cards that you had to run if you were playing an mm-hmm. um, EDH deck. I think they colorless. want colorless to have an identity. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this definitely helps with that. So Wastes okay. is in the 
common slot. So, <laughs> so you're going to have to pick them. Draft yes. them. If you want to be able to play your Kozilek the Great Distortion, you're going to have to pick Wastes up. They're not going to appear in the what I'm assuming. Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to appear in the basic land slot of. Just your, wondering, uh, like, will they though? Well, you have to. It, I can't imagine that they're at common and in it, the land slot. No, well, I mean, it the, might the, be lands, the fixing lands on the other sets used to be in the land slot, right? At common, didn't they? Like, I mean, Fate of Forge and stuff. When those those were all in the in the land slot, right? Like the uh, jewel. Oh, lands. Yeah, yeah, but they're they, not. They were, but they're they not basic the, lands, I mean, though. In the new yeah. frame, they have the rarity, and basic lands have L, and commons have C. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. No. So oh, what's but, this at? But these wastes have yeah it's C. Oh, okay. Um, so these are going to be at common. So you need to draft them if you want to be able to do okay, that. Okay, that makes um, sense. Uh, just very quickly, standard implications. People are like, oh my god, mirror pool. You can just play in uh, in Abzan because you can just like make copies of Siege Runner, and it's and people are like, oh no, you can't because then you're playing like four colors. You're playing black, yeah, white, yeah. green, and you're playing colorless. But for a short period of time, if my theory is correct, you'll have Lanawar Wastes and Caves of Koilos, which can tap for black, green, oh, or white, lands, black, yeah. or by paying one life. Yeah. <laughs> and they tap for devoid mana as well. <laughs> so, catchy. Yeah, it's catchy. So, oh, you, so you might actually be able to play Mirror Pool and it Just not be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah incidentally, mm. because you can tap your Lanawar Wastes for devoid mana. Yeah. It, al- it, also, it also means you're going to be... Uh, it's happened. It's, it's happened. happened. It's happened. <laughs> It also yeah. means you're going to be less upset about playing those. Like, it's going to feel better yeah, to play it's like those. Yeah, for three yeah. different colors. Because usually they're like those kinds of lands are really budget lands, and you're really upset. You're like, oh, I don't have a fetch land or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now you're actually you're like, cool. This land has three functions yeah. that are like fairly unique. Uh, so. And again, interesting for deck construction because they give you colored mana on turn one and yeah. two when you really need it for these aggressive strategies, which Abzan's been kind of leaning away from. Hmm. And your colorless might be relevant on turn yeah, two as well. Let's awesome. find out. Yeah. Have you got the other cards that have been spoiled over there, Heron? Um, well, we did have uh, Ailey Eternal Pilgrim, who's a character from the story. Um, yeah. They haven't exactly uh, said what Kozilek's going to be doing, or the last thing that they covered in the story was that they trapped Ulamog, and then Obnixilus turned up and released him, so he's killing everyone. And then Kozilek comes out of the ground as well, so that's... The story so far. So he got out of the aligned headron network. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Shit, right after story. that picture where he's trapped in it. A, in in the it picture, up. the things are falling down. I thought. Oh, and I thought the things yeah, he's got up. his hands up. He's like, oh. I thought he was like, shit. The things are coming out oh, to trap yeah. me. I oh, don't actually. Like, yes, I'm you can't green. actually. Oh, it's ambiguous. Green. You can't see which way they're actually going. In the yeah, because it's uh, that's a problem with still images. Um, uh, Ailey Eternal Pilgrim is interesting. as a rare legendary creature core cleric for white black. It's a 2-3 for white-black, which is, which is good. Good rate for 2 mana. Has death touch, so good early, good late. Attack past their guys, block their big guys later. Has 1, sacrifice another creature, gain life equal to the sacrifice creature's toughness. So, again, playing in the... Siege um, Yeah, gain 10 <laughs> life from your Siege Oh, oh 8 so life, good. I mean. So um, and then it has 1, white-black, sack another creature, exile target, non-land permanent... But you can only activate this ability if you have 10 more life than your starting life total. That's pretty exciting. Is it legend? It is legendary. Yeah. Legendary core cleric. Um, This is interesting. I can't imagine it seeing standard play because you need to be sacking your creatures to it get depends like it. what else is printed like, if you have stuff that's like one drop gain five life and you just be like five five exile <laughs> like played some scions and like sack yeah. the scions to exile their lands is it that's permanent true, yeah. or is it it's exile non-land permanent ah. yeah all I've wanted was for people to just play Felidar Sovereign in standard that's, what that's I all I wanted yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in Sydney I actually won a, 
I won a game with a trigger from Felida. So, oh, yeah, because the board amazing. was stalled. I played the Lantern Scout, gained 15. He's like, <laughs> I can't do you five damage. I was like, yes! Wow. I have, I have lost great. in constructed leagues, actually, against the Felida. Like a guy playing a bunch of the green retreats and like Nissa's Revelation. And like he was playing a like, green wire. <laughs> so he just like had retreats. Nissa's Revelation gained like 15 off that or whatever. Whoa. And then played Sovereign. I didn't have a removal spell that turn. I just lost immediately. Oh, up man. So I was just like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, this card's uh, got some got some EDH potential. It's probably going to go on. It's got Oloro, 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 Oloro. The ageless Oloro, ascetic, is ageless that... ascetic. The giant on the chair. Yeah, commander cards. I'm on it. Bro, it goes it goes in the Carl. Like, Come on, Lyle. Oh, you're, you're okay. the Vishkal. Karlov of the Ghost Council. Yeah, it's in the new, it's in the new set. Um, we talked oh. about this in the Commander podcast because yeah. I was excited about that one card from the black white deck. Oh. It's it's white and a black yeah. for a two two, mm-hmm. and it has whenever you gain life, it gets two plus one plus one counters. Whoa! And then some cost. I think it's black white, and then strip six counters to That's exile. Right, yeah. I have seen it to exile. Is it non land permanent or creature? It's probably just creature. But yeah, but still powerful. Yeah, but um, it's, it also just gets huge, like really, really, mm-hmm. really fast. Um, so, the the reason that Ailey would see play outside of um, just like commander. Casual, outside yeah. of commander would be that it's a good rate a two three death touch for white black mm. is pretty strong but it doesn't have the ally subtype so it's not going to go on black white allies it doesn't have the warrior subtype so it's not going to go with the Khan stuff and you don't really want to be sacking your creatures that they're, they're not very easy to come by <laughs> yeah no. just to gain some life I think we've talked enough in this podcast about gaining life not great just by itself yeah. yeah. That's a rule. We'll lock that one in. Not to mention when you have to sacrifice a creature. Do it. Oh. Right, I've got Worst. Mina and Den over here. Mina and Den Wildborn. But it's Ooh. all in Ukrainian. So <laughs> we don't really know Does what it she is. Does it have threes? I think it's Russian, right? Mina and yeah, Den it's, Wildborn, it's, yeah. Uh, Russian, is it? Yeah, yeah sorry. I, it's Russian, not Ukrainian. Always, uh, always look. If, if you don't know if it's Russian, look and see if there's a three anywhere. Or if the if R's you can are see. Oh, that's a backwards E, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, two red-green yeah. legendary creature elf ally. Those should be allies because there's two of them. Yeah. You may play an additional land during each of your turns. Ooh. Brackets, no Oracle of Multi-Hybrid yes. Print. <laughs> Hang on, what, you can, what was that again? You can play an additional land on each of your turns. There's always a catch. No? Nah? No, nah, it's not a catch. Nah. It's just not All the catch is that its second ability isn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> well, red, but you don't have to activate it. So and it's yeah. rare. Oh, it's the best. You can just ignore it's that. It's rare. Um, two, uh, red, green. Not two red, green. Red, green, return a land you control to its owner's hand. Target creature gains trample to end of The thing yeah. is, that ability That's... is better than it looks because in green, red, landfall, that could be really good. Like, yeah. if you can With bounce... Them. If you have, like, oh, a landfall yeah, creature, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you bounce one of your lands, give you guy, like, whatever, give you a trample, then replay it, buff your creature, send it in through, like... Mm-hmm. They can't chump block your guys. It gives, like, your landfall creatures trample. Yeah. I think that ability is better than it looks on the surface because yeah, in well, green, red, is... landfall, it can really... Yeah. The first thing I thought of was Omnath. For this. Oh yeah, Omnath is it. But that's like, Omnath <laughs> is pretty hard to cast. It is. Four, yeah. I'm not playing four, standard. Four, and you can cast an extra land every time. Yeah. Does this mean like, red green monsters are going to come back in a huge way? Or this oh, so is legendary creature, this is even a good commander, right? I don't think it's a very good, I don't think it's very good as a commander. Oh really? But it's, it's a decent second copy of Oracle of Muldaya. And like I said before, if you're playing a landfall EDH deck like Omnath, it's really, really good in Omnath. Right. Give you guy trample, you get two guys. Right. There's there's red green landfall and standard that's actually quite good. So yeah. maybe, but it doesn't run on there. Um, <laughs> it doesn't run on they, they, they certainly seeded the red green landfall deck for standard in Battle for Zendikar, and it just needs a little bit of juice. And this this might be enough. It'll that's, get there. That's the juice. Yeah. yeah. 
you got to pay a lot of money for fetch lads. And it has good stats good. as well, right? Like it's just yeah, four 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 is yeah, um, it's, it's just good. fine. Like uh, reminds me of Gore Clan Rampager, yeah, Polish Crusher and stuff. These like Polish Crusher. Four, four, and offends are wait four four for three. What are they doing, guys? Uh, yeah, I suppose, I suppose you still got to draw the lands into your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can just, just bounce them to your hand with this ability. Yeah, so yeah. its ability it ability lets you return them. So if you're playing the landfall deck and you have like a bunch of mana late game because you have to play a bunch of lands in that deck, you can yeah. pay its ability, return a land, play it, pay its ability, return a land again, yeah. play it again because you can uh, play two land that same so, turn. So you have six lands out. Yeah. You can play. Or even if you're just a four, you can play the yeah, same four, yeah. two again. Yeah, if yeah. that's the utility that you want out of it. Yeah. Which well, you might like two of right. your creatures trample, which are both bigger because they're landfall creatures, yeah. and then you send them If this is it. surviving, it's kind of guaranteeing you at least two landfall triggers a turn. Yeah. If you put all your mana If that's what you want to do. If that's what you want to do. It, like, it might be good. It seems legit. Yeah, I like think it's, it could be okay. It's well-rounded enough. It's quite strong. It's, yeah. um, uh, I imagine that this is one of the intro deck... Promos? Yeah? Probably. Oh no, legendary creatures. Ma- maybe is. not. No, this maybe is maybe it's oh, they had, too strong. They had and stuff as like a. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's been done. This card has a date on it. The spoiler has a date printed on it. Um, they for pre-release promos pre-release now they're just dates. Because um, there's like 40 foil. or something. There's like so many to choose from now. Yeah, all oh, of them. Okay. Well, did, wasn't the last you can get set any rare or any rare? rare. Yeah, it was yeah, literally yeah. every rare. Yeah. All right, Mr. Gate. Mr. So, Gate. Mr. Gate, reprint. Um, this Yay. one is a reprint from. Um, a, it's a very, very long needed reprint. Mm, yeah. So, and, so yeah. these lands were uh, called filter lands. They were originally printed in Shadowmore, which was an extended cycle from when they were originally in Future Sight. Um, yes. The, hang on, uh, a red, black, the red, red. Yes. That's symbols on there. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. so this it's is really interesting because <laughs> this came out a couple weeks. Uh, this came out last week, and it's really interesting because. Um, it hasn't been confirmed by anyone yet, but it is the new cycle of expeditions. So these are the other oh, um, yes. ten, 15 cards? 20. There's 20 more. There's 20 yeah. more? Yeah, there's so 45 this is, total. There's this is one of, of the 20 new expeditions that there's going to be. So Paul um, Kite will probably open about four of these. Yeah, four or five probably, of these. Yeah. Um, they, it has tap, add diamonds to your mana pool. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no, right? Wow. <laughs> and then white, blue, tap, add white, 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 blue, or blue, blue to your mana pool. <laughs> Any combination. So these were like, these were uh, lands that I was really pissed off that they weren't in Modern Masters. Like the second Modern yeah, Masters that had the right? bounds lands instead yeah. of these, I was, white these are ones we need yeah, reprinted yeah, yeah. forever, basically. Yeah. So. Okay. For modern, especially, like you need these lands. They're expensive. They're like very like low print run at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, these exhibitions are not going to be cheap, but at least it gives it's you some help form of reprint. So much, yeah. yeah. Have you um, ever tried to activate this card on Magic oh Online? Like, it gives you like nine well? options. Yeah. It's so oh. frustrating. It's messy. But will, um, they, will they have a, a non-expedition version of this, though, do you think? No. No, no. no. So, so these will be the same as the original Zendikar fetches, which were printed as expeditions. You can only get them in foil. You can only get them in the uh, mythic... Um, slot the foil mythic slot yep. and they're going to be expensive yeah and they won't they're not legal in standard so if you no. open in your booster you can't actually play it you can dra- you play in draft but not in standard so mm-hmm. yeah right oh that goes your theory then Lyle you said expedition cards were just poses because you could just get the other sort of cards that did the same thing and oh, it was it's, it's a- been printed as the same thing before but like yeah. it, okay. ages and ago this, and they're really like, rare so Shadowmoor was before I started playing and by, eight, by eight really expensive ago. I mean they're like 20 to 40 dollars each yeah and these expeditions are going to be obviously more than that but hopefully it makes the other ones a little cheaper mm. and like I keep saying like Paul Kite will have loads of them yeah, yeah. So we, we, I'll just get hold of him from him. Hopefully, yeah. one of those is Horizon Canopy as well. I'd like to see a Horizon Canopy. Oh yeah. So the, the it'll last just be thing, in the middle of it though. It last thing which makes is, sense. Uh, what? Horizon Canopy will just like be just sitting there. 
Oh, but I mean, there could be a set of like cycle. five other ones. There could be like five non random ones. So you the, don't the, know. The cycle is five cards that are not in a cycle. Yeah, it could be. So many. Could be. <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking. Maybe, but if there's only so there's forty five altogether. So we got yeah. originally the the twenty five initially. We've got twenty five initially, which is the ten shocks, the ten fetches, and the five battle jewel lands. Yeah. and then we have another twenty, which are going to be, I imagine, the ten filters. Yeah, five. Man lands, uh, yeah, yeah, or they could no, just do the ten manlands. I think manlands. Man no, well, so there's, there's the going to be lands five more from... battlelands, right? Probably. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't reckon I, they're going to do the other. I don't pets. think they're going to do the other ones, which is why there's only um, another twenty instead of another twenty-five in this. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, so the that would maybe I should save this for yeah, um, maybe for oh. when we chat to the Aaron pre- Graham Premonition. Yeah, mate, that sounds well. He knows what he's on about. He does. Why don't we just slam a hold on it and we'll blob here, come back with a bit of MTG card quiz. Cool. Alrighty. All right. MTG card quiz, six, seven, land hand, it's a real quiz. Real quiz. Close. MTG card quiz. And this week, the theme, and we'll tell you up the top, what? is... No. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, All right, fine. Right. Give us the questions and let us guess the theme. Zendikar <laughs> story time. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so question one, MTG card quiz. Play along at home. Am I still undefeated at this? Yeah. Or did I lose once? No, you've undefeated. You know everything about every card ever written. That's true. So, yeah, you know. This will advantage. be the test. Right. I've question. been a bit off the magic wagon. Yeah. Let's question one. According to the official MTG storyline, which oh. device trapped the Eldrazi on the plane of Zendikar? According to the official MTG storyline, which device trapped the Eldrazi on the plane of Zendikar? So who's read the MTG story? <laughs> Aaron Graham has. I'm not sure. So I just, is I this just, ambiguous, this one? I think so, but I just realised that I know a lot about... Yeah, kind of. Is this original or this time around? Uh, well, it's, um, it was off uh, <laughs> MTG information line online. From what year? Uh, I didn't have the site. No, it seems to be the, the actual storyline. Right, it's probably, sure. what it's probably Wikipedia stuff. What device trap? I pondered long over the word device. Okay, question two. Thousands right. of years later, thinking that they would leave Zendikar if free, somebody foolishly freed the Eldrazi. Who was this Eldrazi liberator? Thousands of years later, thinking that they would leave Zendikar free, somebody foolishly freed the Eldrazi. Who was this Eldrazi liberator? Thank you, uh, Magic Wikipedia or whatever. (laughs) Is it it MTG Salvation that does all that stuff? Yeah, that could be where I got it Wiki.mtg slash Zendikar, is that where this is from? I just, you know... I just surf around, see interesting things. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's enjoyable. Make a good quiz. They'll do it. They'll do it. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, question three. To guarantee that you'll get one point, Ulamog was one of the last Eldrazi to be imprisoned again. Which Battle for Zendikar card portrays the moment when this occurred? Ulamog was one of the last Eldrazi to be to be imprisoned again. Which Battle for Zendikar card portrays the moment when this occurred? Lucky we didn't talk about this one today. Yeah, no, it's, exactly. it's a good job, isn't it? And, <laughs> and describe the card down to its finest detail. Now, printed that card out so you can. Um, Is have it a look playable? Picture. Mm. All right, let's wrap. I sideboarded it once in uh, Sydney. It was it. actually good. Nice. 
One Let's time. wind it back to the beginning. Oh, there's three, three of you, so we can take. Is there turns. fourth question? Is this all the questions? No, that's, that's it. all. That's there's it. Three questions. You got to go in. You got to start strong and strong, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's no filler in the miller. Ooh, middle. Middle. Sorry, I was going for this. It doesn't, no it's, killer in the, in the yeah, miller. It's all killer, no filler, with and thriller. All right, Lyle. Yep. According to the official NTG storyline, which device trapped the oh. Eldrazi on the plane of Zendikar? What do you got? I think it was the Eye of Ugin. Right. What have you got? That's also what I wrote. Oh. I've got the Hedron something question. <laughs> the Hedron something question mark. Um, this is opposed to the unofficial magic storyline, which says they were trapped in like quicksand. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's a good no. card. Oh. <laughs> they were lured <laughs> by the women of Zedekar. Yeah. <laughs> my my source. Lovers embrace. My source, which I can't remember what it was, and I didn't make it up. I did read it somewhere. Right. So it was head, the Hedrons. That's what the Hedrons oh, are there for. the Hedron something. Oh. So I'll give Rob a point for that. <laughs> well, it was well, the Eye of Ugin. Yeah. That was when, that's when they were originally trapped. No, nah, well, sorry, guys. Official answer is the Hedron no, something. The, no, I... Okay, so what... Legit, <laughs> oh, no, legit. Uh, legit. I haven't been writing. I legit. did write Hedron, and then I said slash Eye of Ugin, because you said the device that trapped them. The Eye yeah. of Ugin's... This is nerdy, but, like, the Eye of Ugin's the... the like, <laughs> it's the specific the one. Lo- the, no, no, it's not. Right? It's the, like, the locking mechanism for the Hedron right. thing. Sorry, yeah. guys, the official yeah. answer's already been. Rob, Rob one, Aaron the zero, Wild zero. He said the Hedron something. All right. Uh, uh, write, write in and, and complain if you need to. Uh, to, so, to fa- Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash seven My next answer's going to be hand. stupid now. And did you write Hedron or Hedron? <laughs> Yeah. Question two. <laughs> Thousands of years later, thinking that they would leave Zendikar free, somebody foolishly freed the Eldrazi. Who was this Eldrazi liberator, Aaron? Nissa. What have you got, I've Rob? I've gone Ugin, the liberator of Eldrazi. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's a new card. <laughs> yeah, a good that, yeah. Yeah. And Lyle? <sighs> I think it was actually Chandra who did the deed. It was Nissa Ravane. Oh, uh, Aaron. Oh, Aaron, he's just read the story before. <laughs> ties, ties it up. Hold, yeah. grasping onto. Well, that's uh, what the card Ghostfire is for. Status. Oh my god. I'm so upset <laughs> right now. Ghostfire is a colorless burn spell that yeah, yeah. I think Chandra had to come up with to bust open the, <laughs> the Eye of Ugin yeah. because it didn't react to colored mana, so she had to figure out how to do colorless mana. Oh, that's what Purifying Fire is about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, Rob. this is rigged. Ulamog was one of the last Eldrazi to be prisoned again. Uh, which BFZ card portrays the moment when this occurred? Is it the Aligned Hedron Network? Might be. Roll Isle, what have you got? <laughs> Aligned Hedron Network. Might be. Aaron? <laughs> Aligned Hedron Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got a Hedron something for every yeah, question. I got two out of three, all right. You can only imagine my dismay earlier on in the show yeah. when you were describing that card down to the finest details. Oops. So how we play this is now MTG card quiz. Its score is Lyle 1, Aaron 2, Rob 2. Uh, We've got flavor quiz after a bit of chat about uh, Shadow over Innistrad. But Rob has to go. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we do, if we do the, if we got the, doing it now, I'll nail the quiz. I'll be here for that bit. No, no? Okay. We'll, we'll, yeah, um, maybe we should just do it now. We'll do some, we'll do some editing magic. All right, yeah. we'll blob and be back with uh, a chat about Shadow of Innistrad cool. without Rob, but then he'll magically appear later on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Time travel. Wow. All right, so we got re- recently hit with, over the head with news that Innistrad is going to Yeah, we've got a really spooky trailer. Spooky yeah, trailer. Yeah, I know, right? Spoopy. 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 This is a real was, spoopy trailer. It was dark. It was... Boggy. Oh, yeah. It was claws yeah. in the night. Someone was uh, doing a spooky voiceover. <laughs> shadow <laughs> over, shadow over Innistrad, yeah. right? Which struck yeah. me as Innistrad's a dark place. Yeah, yeah. Where do you get your shadow from? 
Did the this sun is, come out? Okay. Are okay. you ready for... Oh, oh maybe here I should. we go. Here's maybe a we should have done premonitions first. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, go on, hit us. Well, you, this, you, is, this is a speculation, not a premonition. This is speculation. Yeah. Premonition. Slightly different. Soren. Yeah. We last saw on Tarkia. Um, he, he went and saw that Ugin wasn't there anymore. He was dead. He was like real sad about it. He was it. like, what? He was like, whoa, yeah. no. I did a lot, and then did a lot went back in time. We haven't seen what's happened to Soren. So Soren... Yeah is probably still on Innistrad, which is the place that he's usually from. So we're probably going to see what's happening he's with, a vampire. with him. Hanging out. He's probably the one giving the spooky voice. Oh. No, I see him. Um, he's now, not, the, yeah. the thing is, Sauron is also related to another storyline, which was that he was one of the three planeswalkers that locked the Eldrazi away the first time. Ah, yes. Also, Ujin is still alive, who was one of the other three planeswalkers that locked him away. So Sauron does have some degree of responsibility to contain the Eldrazi or help fight them. Okay. In some way. I think we have not seen Emrakul. And we've also, they've also said that they're doing a big block stretching, year stretching storyline starting yeah. with it's all Battle sequential. For all yeah. sequential. So we saw Ulamog in Battle for Zeneca. Yeah. We've already seen Kozilek, who's going to be coming out in Oath of the Gatewatch. The next set of shadows over in the Strad. What casts a massive shadow and is one of the three missing Eldrazi Titans a that we have? Big, haven't? big, big Eldrazi. A big. Eldrazi that we haven't seen, Emrakul. Emrakul, ah. big cloud of tentacles, casts a tentacles over Innistrad. Yeah. yeah, and um, also has to be big sh- enough to block out the moon. So the sun never comes up it on blocks, Innistrad. Yeah. It blocks out the everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just <laughs> so huge. And, and a big thing about the art direction in um, uh, Rise of the Eldrazi when Emrakul was first previewed was that everything's being warped and kind of destroyed yeah. around it because yeah. it's affecting gravity because it's so big. Maybe that's what's melting that Avacyn symbol in things. So it's going to be really interesting to see the worlds of Innistrad and Zendikar collide if that's what's going on, which I think is maybe where they're going. You think they can do that, or is this just... It's weird, honestly, but but, um, Eldrazi are very Lovecraft-influenced anyway. Yeah, Yeah. definitely, yeah. So this is going to bring in the tricorn hats and... <laughs> and, and, and you know, pitchforks of fighting uh, Lovecraftian monsters. The humans will not stand a chance. Yeah, they won't. That's going to be the one-one scions of the, the human- world. <laughs> it must suck to be a human on Innistrad. Let's <laughs> just say it. Because, yeah. oh, well, now the Eldrazi coming as well. Was well, surrounded on yeah. every side, just and every then- day. Yeah. And it's not every like it's not like they're going to band together to fight against the Eldrazi. The werewolves are going to no. be fucking up. Yeah. It's, it's not like that horror movie where things just went bad on the weekend while you while, <laughs> no. you, were camp, while you were at camp. That's I just mean, life. They, well. they elected a werewolf as mayor. <laughs> yeah. like, but, so, <laughs> but had he flipped at the time? You know, yeah. he did. He did during this. the day. But they fine. must. They must have known. He ran the campaign flip side up. Yeah. And it's like if he becomes mayor, well. Oh, flip the card. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's building doors in that town is making a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And windows. windows and and windows. He's bursting out of the window every night, and everyone's like, whoa, he smashed his window again? And there's these dead people. <laughs> oh, well, great man. Yeah. Great man. But then you've got zombies clawing their way into any, and they're always coming through doors. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Doors under your doors, through the floorboards. And there's stuff. a lot of lead lighting in Innistrad as well. Lots of lead lighting. So, <laughs> so carpentry so and lead lighters. Look I, forward I admire them for always replacing their windows with equally ornate. Yeah, yeah, pieces yeah. Every, every single, single time, time. But, yeah. but like yeah. I said that's um, that's how they make their money who's paying it god knows paying them in hell vault silver or something alright let's cast the night <laughs> at wizards are wizards giving us what we want in or, Innistrad yes in Innistrad yeah or are they out of ideas or option C just <laughs> going for the cash because they know 
that that's kind of what well, we want and we'll get excited all, about in a strad. It's always hard to tell because it's, it's easy to think about all of the old worlds that have been visited like yeah. really, really recently. But then also ones that have been concepted like brand new, like Theros and mm-hmm. Tarkia was a place, but they didn't actually have any yeah. yeah. So you think it's fair anything. to go backwards a little back, back to another place? Yeah, I don't think they're backwards. doing it as often as it feels yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, because we're coming straight off Battle for Zendikar, and Battle for Zendikar feels very different to original mm. Zendikar. Whereas opposed to Return to Ravnica was literally yeah. just more of more the same. Ravnica. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Scars of Mirrodin again, very different. They yeah. had a very different design philosophy from when it was twelve, thirteen years ago, whenever it was. Um, I, I think that it, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Mark Rosewater was like he he listed the sets and he's like, look. Um, uh, Return to Ravnica, Theros is brand new. Yeah, Tarkir was brand new. Yeah. You got three of each of those. Yeah, and then um, you have Origins and stuff in the middle, which are all relatively well. They're on Dominaria. Well, they're, 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 yeah, well, they are. Yeah. they're their own thing. The they're their own thing. Yeah. Um, and so we're seeing enough of new worlds. Mm. And um, yeah, like I said, Zendikar is really different, um, but it has elements of it. I don't think that it's and bad. And especially they since they're moving to the two-block paradigm. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's going to be fair enough to so we can kind of cycle... over the head. Yeah, yeah. Ravnica, you're on Ravnica. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair enough to cycle cycle through new and old planes throughout the year if yeah. they're going to mm-hmm. be releasing so many new worlds every so year. So maybe yeah. Super Rare Land card in Shadow of Ernestrad will be the uh, Werewolf Maze card. <laughs> Werewolf Maze. <laughs> <laughs> but no werewolves. No werewolves. No, 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 no. You know... Just, you, just you the know, Mara Abra just pulling the strings. Hey, once again, we're writing this for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, this is a gold mine. So we're generally excited about this, Sam. Oh, so I'm so excited. Yeah. Innistrad was the first set that I ever like started to learn how to draft properly, yeah. and it was what a what a time. It was to be insanely alive. fun. This yeah. is entirely my wheelhouse. Is yeah. just horror. Are you, are you worried tropes. about it as someone no, that was I'd, introduced to it pretty much? Fun? I came in at Avison. So oh, I just yeah. got the angel thing. I was like, that was, the worst, that was the worst part of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That set sucked. I know, but then we had all those cards, and it was just like you know, Dark Ascension and Australia. Just going, this is the coolest game yeah. ever, you yeah, know. And definitely. Just, so I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to more Tricon hats. Um, <laughs> that's the main thing. That's really. the main. Thing. Yeah. Um, do you think muskets? The pitchfork uh, out. They don't have muskets, oh no, they don't do have they? guns at all in magic. magic. No, it's all it's farming tools, pitchforks farming tools. and pitchforks. That's the one. Swords and sides. Something on fire. Something on fire. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> all um, that stuff that scares what Shrek. You, transform cards. Do you think transform cards are back? Maybe they are. Well, I don't know, man. You're the you're the guy with the premonitions. Like they're, they're really difficult and expensive to. But they make, did the they, like. They, I did yeah. they did them in Origins. They did them in Origins, which is And thing, isn't like, that... That's an Innistrad thing. And it's so cool because there's vampires that transform. We're werewolves yeah. that transform. Mm-hmm. you got different states of being for yeah. certain monsters. Surely that that has to be a mainstay. It would, yeah, and it would, be, it would feel really wrong if they did werewolves any differently than that. Yeah. Because um, that's, that's like the fixed way to do werewolves. To do werewolves, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think they, there was a lot of design space for werewolves, but they were so worried about it... Being broken or not coming out the way that they expected, that yeah. they can, they know what they can do with it. Plus, now. they really flex their design muscle a bit more. I, I know I keep going back to this, but there is not a legendary werewolf yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's like number one priority for them yeah, to do. Completely, yeah, completely. That would be sweet, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, awesome. spells could have just been legendary. It could have just been a legendary. That was silly of them. Yeah, <laughs> silly old. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm 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 keen to see some new flip cards. I really like flip yeah, cards. I love, I love them. Play. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I want more stuff like um, 
the kind of like how the origin planeswalkers all have a condition that you need to fulfill for them to flip and then they stay flipped. But yeah. I also like the werewolf they go well, back the, and yeah. forth. So the werewolves, the werewolves make sense, yeah. 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 Uh, the, the, flip, the flipping back used to stress me out as a, as a new player because I feel like yeah. I did all this stuff to get my good guy there. I know he's yeah. going to go back. I mean, give me a whole turn. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I'll just play it instantly like, fuck. <laughs> but the werewolves, you, you literally do nothing to make them flip. Yeah. But it was so. It was. <laughs> but your opponent can mess it up. Yeah, with, I know. You know. But it was so Spiteful. thematic. As down as I am on the angels, it was to me looking back at Avison restored. It was actually kind of cool that that yeah. was came in and that was the conflict and it was a conflict everyone understood and it was an easy mm-hmm. theme yeah. and narrative to jump in on board of. Yeah. You know, I mean, if if it has a Zendikar crossover, there's going to be none of that. <laughs> no one's going to understand what to expect from no, that storyline. Yeah. Which is which is the thing. I think that they've never really done a big block crossover where you've got big bad over here big bad over here and um not to mention nickel bolas has kind of like been yeah doing, he's the other guy doing oh evil machinations for like <laughs> literally the whole time of forever magic, like getting seven, away with it seven Scott years Frey. yeah getting away with it he put the original oh. zendikar block stuff into fruition and we're only seeing the chaos of it happen now so yeah. nickel bolas has got to come back at some point i hope so well. i love yeah, nickel bolas me too all he does is just be upset about how he's not a god anymore <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just really upset about it. Yeah, that's Nickel. That's, that's, that's his he voice. He just does whatever he wants as well. He's really cool. Like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen him in ages. Oh, they've no, not even mentioned him. Nah, he, so, he was in like M13 or something. Oh yeah, he was the big bad guy in M13. Yeah, and everyone's fighting him. Yeah, but no one cares yeah. about that. I want to see him I on, on the internet. Like, punching Emrakul in the face. Yeah, hell yeah. Right. It's, it's like the art. What art can we expect from it? It's going to be super cool, isn't it? Because it's yeah. not like, you know, giant mammal herder, you know. Oh, come on, you know. <laughs> giant mammal herder with wings. It's not like that. It's like cool, monstery things that we recognize yeah. as monsters. It's, and then if they're taken on the Eldrazi, I mean, oh, so yeah. sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah, werewolves and vampires and, and zombies and stuff. Um, Fighting uh, like Eldrazi spawn and things, I am ultra down for that. It would also be really weird if they just did um, an Innistrad set and didn't mention the storyline that had just happened as well, because they're they're focused on telling the story through the cards and stuff. So I I think it's going to be. You were saying before that we do we do definitely know that the that there's going to be a continuous story that that the sets are going to have continuity with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So someone asked on Mark Rosewater's blog, "When is this big?" a multi-block storyline going to happen. Yeah. He's like, it's already started. Oh, yeah. wow. So that's, that's, so that's exciting. Exciting. I bet he loved dropping that part. When is this going to happen? Yeah. You know what? Oh, you're, already, you're, already, you're already in it. Yeah. You're, already, you're, you're already neck deep in that yeah. storyline, man. So that's what I'm excited about. And, and it would be a huge payoff for all this random seeming stuff that's that's happening yeah where, yeah where we're like why are we going back to instrad so soon oh emrakul's there oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. that's gonna be pretty rad all right then let's blob and we'll do a bit of flavor text right after this flavor text flavor text flavor text flavor text you know those cards those magic cards with writing down the bottom that's flavor text oh here we are. This is what we play. It's a very succinct definition. Yeah. <laughs> Been doing Flavor it for a couple text. of years now. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. Flavor text. Read it. Play this game. You'll be on there. All right. I read out the flavor text. The guys, write down what card it is. Okay. What's the theme? Uh, What's the theme? Do you want me to give you the theme? No, theme? No. no, it no. might help actually. No. I'm no, not no. that. I'm no. very unhappy with this one. That's no. fine. <laughs> Magic cards. <is> the theme. <laughs> All right. The theme is. 
Okay, the theme is magic cards. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number one. Unfortunately, all my test animals have died or escaped, so I shall be the final subject. I feel no fear. This is a momentous night. Laboratory notes, final entry. From Battle for Zendikar? (laughs) Is it from this set? I can't tell you the the theme, uh, Rob. The theme is magic cards. The theme is magic cards. I was going to give you the theme. Rob, I am... I was told you. Truly disappointed you don't know this one. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. That's good. He loves this card, dear. Uh, you, you, I'm going to guess. No! No! Why did you say anything? <laughs> <laughs> I said You're truly disappointed. Can, can, we, get, can we get Rob to answer this one first? Yeah, we can, go, we can go in right, reverse order and right, make Rob answer. All right. All right. It's, that's a long one, so I won't read it twice because the, <laughs> the next one's a long one, too. All right. I usually don't go for long ones. Hmm. All right, number two. In the forest, oh, sorry, in the forest villages of Kessig, parents feed their children wormwood and other bitter herbs, hoping to make them less palatable to things that roam the night. That's very clever of the parents of Kessig. In the forest That's villages of Kessig, parents feed their children wormwood and other bitter herbs, hoping to make them less palatable to things that roam the night. How do you know until you've bitten something if it's palatable or not? You just eat a few children and see which ones yeah, taste like, better. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have, a, have a nibble of their but you've finger. Already, yeah. You've already been bitten by a werewolf by the time and they... And daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you were seasoned from the inside. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, have you heard about um, the t- turkeys that you stuff with a chicken? Oh yeah, that you stuff can... with a duck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 and it goes right down to, to a quail. Does it work for oh, that? Yeah, down to a quail. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard of that last one. That's inception that's best stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's something kind of like a, a seven bird meal, or but it's got a oh, fancy name. Yeah. Ostrich. Yeah, now Ostrich. we're talking. Next <laughs> next month we do Seven Land Hand the cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> video out shortly. So we killed an ostrich. Uh, David's in jail now. Uh, this is going to be the last episode of Seven <laughs> Went to the zoo, strangled it, had a bit of a, dragged it out over the fence. Threw Tried it, to put a turkey up its ass. Threw it to Aaron. We're all in jail now. <laughs> I, I threw the ostrich over the fence to Aaron. Got tasered by the police. That was the end of the day for me. Aaron ran away. Yeah. R- Rob had already got the dove. <laughs> he'd, been, he'd been killing pigeons in the town of Park. Wow. Yeah. What a day that'll be. Nasty. That's our Christmas. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> what are you doing for Christmas? <laughs> All right. Uh, number three. I almost read the name of the card. I was so excited. All right. It's not just the wind. It's not all in your head. And it's definitely something to worry about. It's not just the wind. It's not all in your head. And it's definitely something to worry about. Is this card a 2-1 first striker with flying? Look, that'd be telling, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know the name of the card, you see. Oh, don't do that. Who does that? Someone. <laughs> what card is even a 2-1 first strike? I know the theme now. Yeah. 2-1 flying first strike. Is that the, is that the card? Yeah. <laughs> I can't uh, remember. Is that, is, that a, is that a key and thing? He goes, oh, look, um, I don't know. Or is this... Ro- is this no, it's key. No, it's, it's key. Is this key and thing? It's, it's like, like, it's a 2-2 two, two I, I two. don't know the name of the card. Um, yeah, <laughs> even though that's the answer that's required. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, and you, do you need any of those again? Because I'm sure the Give listeners... Me the last one again. The listeners don't. All right. It's not just the wind. It's not all in your head. And it's definitely something to worry about. Is it one of these cards? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've fallen for that many times. Uh, I'm not going to fall for it tonight. I'm uh, just going to guess a different card with similar stats from the same set. <laughs> that might be right. All right, so carrying forward from earlier, much <sighs> earlier... Uh, we had Lyle on one, Aaron on two, Rob on two. 
And we're starting in reverse order this time. Rob, what have you got for... Unfortunately, all my test animals have died or escaped, so I shall be the final subject. I feel no fear. This is a momentous night. And they were in laboratory notes, and that was the final entry. So things went bad. Is it painful truths? Painful truths? Lyle, what have you got? (laughs) (laughs) I have never read the flavor text on any Innistrad card. But Innistrad. Who said anything about Innistrad? No one yet. Oh. I think it's Delver of Secrets slash Insectile Operation. No, okay, it's just Delver of Secrets. Slash Insectile Operation. Delver. <laughs> the other oh, side yeah. of the car. What have you got, Aaron? Delver of Secrets. You sticking to that? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> got you. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll give it to you anyway, but your overconfidence, I, if I was in a crueler mood, I would have it's, gone... It's, it's just the other side of it's it. It's the other side. Oh, it's no. Insectile oh, Operation. Yeah. 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 I got it. <laughs> I'm well, winning. I didn't get it. I, don't, I honestly don't. <laughs> Guys, do we give Aaron a point for the no, name of the card? We both get half. Because no. he said no, the no. wrong side I as well. I said Delver of Secrets slash Inset. You can have a look. Which one, one is here. it? Oh, Which one is it? it? That's what the card is called. <laughs> but he was like, at least yeah. he was no, like, it could be either one. Insectile. No, that's what like, the card's it's called. It's definitely not Insect yeah. Vibration. The card Fire slash Ice or Fire and Ice isn't called Fire or Ice. It's called Fire and Ice. It's definitely not. All right, look, it's exciting. You were close, Aaron, but it's exciting. We're all on two now. Yeah, thank you. Good guys. So it's going down to the wire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aaron, in the forest villages of Kessig, parents feed their children wormwood and other bitter herbs, hoping to make them less palatable to things that roam the night. What do you think that might be? Kinder catch. Lyle, what have you got? Kessig wolf. That's Kessig, I wolf. Kessig wolf run. Yeah. <laughs> Kessig wolf run. There's cotton, like a I long sentence. That's the only world. card I could think of that had Kessig in it. So, <laughs> yeah. Apart from Kessig wolf. Kessig wolf. The answer is Kinder Cat. Yeah! No! That's a vanilla 6 6 for 6? Yeah. But yeah. It's just so much room for flavor text. It does. It does I remember being creeped out by it because the picture is like. It's a huge a, guy. a massive ghoul yeah. dragging a kid by its legs through the forest. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like a bush oh. of arms and kitty legs and stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty frightening. All right, Lyle. Lyle. Uh, oh, God. This to tie up with Aaron, unless yeah. he pulls away. Oh, he will. It's not just the wind. It's not all in your head. And it's definitely something to worry about. What do you think? Spirit, Banshee, Geist, Aberration. I think you made Jeez. that up. You covered most of the, the ghost tropes there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spiritly... Ghostly. Yes. Um, oh, ghostly. I think shit. it's the it's the two. I think it's the, the two name. on first strike. Fly the two on three. White. Yep. Cold. <sighs> no, I, I can. No, 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 sorry, no, sorry, I'm going to go for the blue Spectral. one that is a two one <laughs> for two blue. We which can do is the, not this. Aaron, we can do this. I got spectral. Is it another <laughs> word after that? No. Nah, the the <laughs> there's battleground geist, which gives your spirits plus no, one no. plus O. There's Gallows one that gives you your thing plus O plus one. There's Tower Geist, that's a two two. Hey Rob, do they put up this on TV shows? There's like, Stormbound Geist, <laughs> that's yeah. which question. is one blue blue. And I just can't remember this one. I'm gonna guess Lantern Spirit, but right. it's, it's wrong. No, it's not, but whatever. Yeah. What is it called? I Rob, don't know. of the Moors? Rob, oh. I can. Ooh. Rob, I don't know. Oh, is it that? that's not what that card. I don't know what that is. But, I know what that is. Guys, it was a three-one. All right, yeah. shut up, guys. Shut up. <laughs> Never. Rob gets this. No, Rob, I swear to God, this could be a chance to become oh, equal leader. All right, that's my guess. That guys, it was. I don't know. I literally didn't have anything, but I was just thinking of a, a ghost card. The answer is bump in the night. Oh, oh, it's none I, of those things. I thought that was the easiest <laughs> one of the three. So, Aaron, you win, and can you guess the yes. theme? Uh, Innistrad card. Innistrad flashbacks. Ah, yep. uh, yeah. yeah. Shockingly, zero from three. <laughs> 
Only one of, <laughs> of secret. Only no. one of those cards has flashback. <laughs> oh, oh Lyle. Good. Good. Yeah, I get a point for that. <laughs> I decree. <laughs> All what right. if you have um, back from the brink out? Then only creatures kind of have flashback. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> no flashbacks allowed, boys. <laughs> All right, that was Flavor Text. We'll be right back after this with Hot Garbage. Hot Garbage. All right, Lyle. Lyle Anwar. Hot Garbage. Daughter Nothingness. Any reason? Because I've lost to it heaps in Legendary Cube over the last week. That's enough. That's enough. Aaron. Magic Online is a piece of crap and it's making me not want to play Magic. Oh, that's just general Hot Garbage. Yeah, that's good. Hot Garbage, Bruin Spectrum, says draw cards on it, but it sucks. What the (laughs) hell? It lies. Lots of circles of pretty rainbows. Uh, all right, we'll be back after this with uh, ooh, Aaron Graham premonitions. That's worth sticking around for. Oh boy, it's coming through the forest here, looking for that uh, Aaron Graham uh, muse of ours. It's a lot of mist, and I can't really. Well, hang on a minute. It's co. Ooh, the fog. It's coalescing somewhat. I can see a figure forming before me. I wonder if that's... It is. It's Aaron Graham. Premonitions. Hey, uh, how are you? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, good. It's rainy today. Yeah, it is very rainy. Thunderstorm and everything. Come inside my hut. I don't have a sound effect for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. We'll stay outside. Yeah, we'll stay outside. (laughs) Hey, uh... We've got a lot of news, you know, Oath of the Gatewatch, mm, Innistrad, mm, all that mm, sort of stuff. We've I taken, know. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I know. I, 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 I don't know anything. I, I know. know. You know. We've had a stab at what might be happening. Have you got any news? I know. What might be ahead on the Magic the Gathering horizon? I see 20 expeditions. I think we knew about that. It's very similar to last time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What was that, guys? Yeah. Do you no, want me to tell you? No, 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 sorry. please. Sorry, I mean, come on. Guys. Impart your sorry. wisdom. Please. Sorry, I actually... ten filter lands from the lands of Shadow Moor. Can, I, can you just adjust your toga? I think I can see you. Um... An even oh, Sorry. <laughs> it's a defect. Um, yeah. I also see the ten creature lands from Battle for Zendikar and from World Wake. Those are your 20 new expeditions. Oh, okay. So we had it wrong. That is what I see. Yeah, yeah. God, the, the lightning uh, oh, yeah. flashed as you said yeah. that. That's, I did that. Yeah. yeah. That's all me. So what, what, is, what gate are these guys oathing over and why are they watching it? So they found a way. So most of Zendikar's dead, right? Oh, right. There's not really it's much not for them to do. So what they've done is they've just trapped Ulamog yeah. and Kozilek on Zendikar. And they've made a gate for everyone to escape from the plane. Okay. So they've created a gate for people to escape from, then they close the gate, and then Zendikar will just be the place where the Eldrazi just hang out and just kill it, but they can't escape from Zendikar anymore. Mm. Are they going to let Nissa through? Cause, uh, nah, it was, her, it was her fault. It's her fault. It's her yeah, fault yeah. But there's, yeah. a, there's a picture of them all, with all the planeswalkers that create yeah. the gate. And they watch the gate and make sure that the Eldrazi don't come through it, but make sure that everyone goes oh, through and nice. escapes. So they, so in the storyline, they've all banded together as a big group to fight the Eldrazi, but instead they're just going to escape and leave from there. Um, yeah, so, sorry, I, I don't want you to go to see it. Um, Mark Rosewater, you might have heard of him. Um, no. No, I haven't heard of him. <laughs> um, he mentioned that there'll be two planeswalkers in... Uh, don't, 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 don't leave. Mm-hmm. He yep. said that there'll be two planeswalkers 
in the Oath of the Gatewatch mm. set. Uh, which ones will they be? Chandra Nala. Yeah, oh, mm. right. Not the Chandra Nala card. Chandra no, the character. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. And also New Nissa. Oh, New Nissa. New Nissa. Because we haven't Ooh. seen this. She's a big part of the storyline. She's a huge but part. So Nissa with Raymond Swanland artwork. Oh, very nice. Mm. Uh, That's what I've seen. So, girl planeswalkers going to be huge. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. Um, That's both the game which passes the Bechdel test. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and if they, and if those two, girl, if if Chandra and Nissa talk with each other, will they mention men? Will um, they talk well, about technically Gideon? the Eldrazi are like genderless, so oh, uh, so so not technically, so they're they're not technically talking about a man. It's Fantastic. Fine. I have to leave. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, if, if, before you go. Oh. Well. Damn. That was Aaron Graham Premonitions. Uh, he's, the fog's cleared. I, oh, that's it. Well, we'll have to wait another month. Where'd he go? Go to hunt him down. All right. Back with Neats and Twos. Neats and, Neats and Twos. And twos. Ones and Twos. And Neats, Neats and Twos. And twos. Neats and Twos. Our way of saying Neats and Twos. Yep. You figure it out. Hey, uh, in, the, <laughs> in recent news, the community store events, uh, $1,000 shopping spree held offered by Good Games. Someone's a winner. Someone's yeah, so, won that. So this was everyone that entered a Good Games tournament in yeah. any Good Games store in Australia. Put their name uh, down. Put their name down and win a $1,000 shopping spree at the Good Games of your a choice, store. I guess. Um, and there's one It was need, one by... One, there's, oh, oh my God, shopping, so many um, entries. Yeah, it, it definitely was, wasn't kept on an no, no, online uh, database. Hang on a minute. There's a Good Games stores are everywhere, <laughs> and since everyone is somewhere, there's bound to be one close to you, and in one of them, somebody <laughs> won the shop. That's legit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> which store Which store are they doing it at? Self-referential. That. That's so good. <laughs> it was won by Lee Greenall from Good Games Ipswich. Yeah. Um, Lee Greenall. Do, you've probably heard about it before you've heard it on this podcast, but <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, Lee, well done. also done our job to tell so post-hoc, you know, post-hoc congratulations. Yeah, post-hoc. yeah, so congrats, Lee Greenall. You don't know how these things come about. Um, you have won a $1,000 shopping spree. I think you have to spend it all in one hit, so oh, that's good if you're a magic mm. player. You can just buy some, some Tarmogoyfs and then not really have much else to buy. To buy some Tarmogoyfs. Um, you could buy, like, some board games. All right, this is going to get boring real quick. <laughs> well, you can buy 500 snacks. You can buy all of the Warhammer miniatures. All of them, yeah. Probably. Because they're on special. Right, them. yeah. At our store, anyway. At our, I don't know. Good I Games Cannington from... Good Games Ipswich. But the competitions <laughs> don't end there. Win Dead of Winter by leaving a comment on the post for episode 55 of Seven Land Hand. Oh, yeah. uh, that's pinned to the top of the Seven Land Hand Facebook page. There's a stream of comments coming in there. So I guess get creative. Do whatever. Just say hello. Anything, but leave a comment. I guess someone will actually judge from good what games. What if their comment is, don't give me Dead of Winter? <laughs> Let's see what happens. They probably won't win. <laughs> you know? It'd be creative. Back, yeah. it, back yourself. Go for it. I, my tips are, mention zombies, mention Christmas. Zombie Sub, Christmas. Substitute zombie in for Christmas carol lyrics. Wow. Stuff oh, like so that. You, oh, you're going to pick. It's not going to be random. No, We're not going to pick. It's out of our hands. It's someone in the eastern states of uh, Australia uh. will be choosing. And, uh, yeah. And so I, for one, work on my new Good Games Overlords. Yes. What are people in the eastern states like? Like gelato? Is that something? That yeah, they, 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 they like yeah. that. They that like coffee. Ice cream. Coffee? They like coffee that's better than our coffee. Yep, that's is the that's thing. Right. Okay. So like maybe, maybe, mention, maybe mention affogato with... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What is what zombie sort of... Christmas avocado? Oh. You won! Yay! I got what sort of coffee would a zombie want to drink? Um, 
This brain oh. brain latte. Like, should have thought oh, about that. Oh, that's just a bad. Oh. Yeah. That uh, was a prime opportunity to, to make up a really great on the, off the cuff joke. If you can do a better yeah. job than us, can we, can we then pause go here? We're in the middle of neats and twos. What are we nah, doing? Yeah. Okay. Also, if your local <laughs> store has a dead of winter, uh, grab it. Say Winter Wonderland, and uh, you'll get a ten percent discount as you purchase it. Uh, so any comment that you put on the post for this podcast or that we read out. For any um, any post on Facebook, if we read it out, have a discussion, start a chat about something, we'll send a hyper magic nerd badge out to you. Um, so get in the discussion, build the community, have a chat, have a laugh, make, make us, us make laughing. us be make us be laughing, funny oh. times, make us laughing like Splinter yeah. in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, what does he talk like? like I made a funny like that. Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah, like that's exactly yeah, what that's I was exactly going for. In yeah. that voice as well, please. All right, I think that's the end of this show. We'll uh, blob and do an outro, and we'll see you next time. All right, that was episode 56. Can you believe we've come so far? 56. 56. And for new listeners, episode two, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought you were like, what about episode two? I don't remember what happened. That was a long <laughs> time Episode ago. 55 was when we went national. So it's uh, people are yeah. like, so check going, out oh, the back catalogue on the website. The, the no, back no, catalogue no. is filth. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there, are some, there are some golden it's moments. It's great, there. but you have to understand that it wasn't national at that point. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and there wasn't... We did a lot of swearing and jokes about... Rude things. Wieners. Yeah. Yes. Wiener so, jokes. We've grown up since then. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm an adult now. Our persona yeah, just gotten better at up. cutting all the... Mango. We have that segment where everyone just like gets angry and curses about everything. Anyway, Lyle, thanks for coming in, man. Cheers. Yeah, strong performance in the quiz and the flavour text. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob Grimsey, thanks for coming in. No yeah. worries, mate. No worries. <laughs> that's oh, it. Is that what Rob sounds like? <laughs> it's not you bad. No worries. No, no. worries. No, that's oh, I'm Rob Grimsey. Oh. He went home early. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, what, what, are things, <laughs> what are things that Rob says? Um, uh, Rob says Australian things all the time. Does he? Your boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he says it in an Australian accent. Yeah, no, we don't have any of that, do we? Oh no, no. I don't know. Do you? Sure. No, I know. no. Aaron, thanks for coming in. That was good. No problem. And thank you to the Doctor David. Oh yes, the Doctor David. Oh no, the, you the, killed the other Doctor David. Yes, okay. So yeah. now you are. The I'm the Doctor the, the David monster. <laughs> yeah, you know how to get Frankenstein yeah. confused. Yeah, that happens uh, to me all the time. The Doctor David monster. Yeah, that's the box in the neck. Give it, give it away. <laughs> Still the most handsome podcast in the world. Oh yeah, we're the best having podcasts on the internet. We somehow managed to get that out. Well, we got rid of Ken. Yeah, it's definitely helped. It's bumped up the ratings. Uh, all right, everyone, have a good time. We'll be back probably sooner than usual. Um, good. I suspect we might be through December a weekly podcast. <laughs> we said it now. Might have to, <gasps> uh, might have no. to do it anyway. All right, see you next time. Good night.